0: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning The following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is your duly, John Cassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Mikey Bones and I am joined by my fellow host Kat Valore. What's going on, Kat?
2: Hello! How's it going?
1: Really nice. It's going pretty good because we have no Rob.
2: But we do have two special guests this week.
1: Uh, yeah, we do. Um, one, of, one guest is a pain in the ass. I will say that. But it is... Little Miss Huge Clown Penis herself
3: Huge Clown Penis Allie
1: Serena, what's going on Allie?
3: Oh hi, uh, good Until I heard the clown penis uh, soundbite again But great
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're also joined by, I guess A prestigious guest at, at this time Of the calendar Because we are still in the middle of Balls deep in the Chris month at this point <laughs> Hi Chris. what's going on man?
4: Once again, from Mount Olympus I descend to grace you all
1: my glory Mount Olympus How'd
2: you get up there?
1: <laughs> all right
4: guys it's a
2: very climbable mountain
1: (laughs) not for me i wouldn't be able to get up there (laughs) guys i have to real quick um by no rob this week rob is currently at a fish concert all of our regular listeners know what that means (laughs) yes yeah rob is committing felony after felony
2: rob's fucked up right now right now
1: (laughs) oh yeah so many people are going to be on milk cartons tomorrow Oh, yes. Yes. Well, there's no telling what Rob is doing, but he is um, enjoying some music while while doing so. Uh, so no Rob this week. Guys, I have to real quick, though. Um, I was on Greg's Live uh, at Darth Gregor on TikTok, and when I joined, uh, it, he was doing a tournament, and it was the best sub-genre tournament, which I think we should talk about um, a little bit, because uh, it's it's kind of a slow news weekend. It's an interesting conversation. But yeah. he, he was going through, like he picks out of a bag at random the the genres of horror. He's doing the best subgenres, Then he brackets them, kind of like we do with the wheel for Murder Madness, sort of. It's randomized. And he pulled out clowns. <laughs> and he said, next up is clowns. And then followed up with this. Huge clown penis. <laughs> <Beautiful>. <laughs> Fucking chef's kiss I was so happy
4: You know, Allie, you really need to sell that as a shirt Allie, <laughs> how do you feel about
3: that? I'm going to have to slap it on Uh, Yeah, slap it on a shirt, monetize it Copyright it, all that
1: All that? Greg you can, owes uh, pay you money. Me for
3: it later, yeah <laughs> he,
1: he said, to be fair That's the second time he said it Because I didn't know I have to record Greg's lives Apparently I do And the first time he said it was so much more nonchalant but man it's one of my favorite buttons huge clown penis beautiful <laughs> beautiful.
2: that's good that's really good that's good
1: <laughs> but what do you guys think he was doing best sub genre on a tournament on his tiktok i mean for me it's slasher do you guys think anything you know what what's your number one
2: Uh, before I weigh in on this I just want to throw out my new favorite clown movie I've already talked about it once (laughs) uh, but it was for the easter egg so I'm just going to go on record on the show and say that my new favorite clown movie is also dark web murder show very good I don't know why there were clowns there but I loved it (laughs) it's a 2B original movie go watch it now it's free free content you guys
1: that might be the best way to watch a clown. With a, dude, I don't know why the clowns are there. but I have no there. idea
2: why clowns were involved. Uh, excellent life decisions being made over here by me.
4: Fair enough. <laughs> if I had to pick, I mean, Slasher's way up there just because that's what I grew up with, then it probably would come down to a very close fight between either zombie or paranormal movies. Mm.
2: Ooh, zombies are right up there. Um, I was thinking torture porn, honestly.
1: That one, I, yeah, that one I think lost in the first round, cat, if I remember correctly.
2: I understand. Uh, And for a long time, it was one of those, you know, I would defend it reluctantly, where it's like, well, the ones that are good are really good. It turns out I just like torture porn movies. It's a good subgenre. I think they're fun.
1: From the Saw fan?
4: No. (laughs) Well, I, I I have to ask, is Martyrs a torture porn? Yeah.
2: Uh. Yeah, sure. If I get to count okay. it for this, then yes, I I do think that there's a difference between like American torture porn and new wave French extremism, uh, but that's like that's a sub sub genre. I I would count martyrs as torture porn. I mean, I
3: really like slashers. I would say that also paranormal. Are we counting like? I know Greg had like B movies in his tournament as he a sub genre, which I don't know if I agree that that itself is a subgenre
4: it would depend on the type of b-movie because even for that i can break it down to like grindhouse and stuff as well so
3: yeah that's true i mean i'm to have a b-movie about clowns too
4: and exploitation
3: yeah that's true no but if it is i'm gonna throw it in there all right
1: fair fair it's tough and we know uh cat cat especially knows the, the trouble of making a bracket. You need (laughs) as many things as you can sometimes, you know, so yeah, that that might be why I'm not. And plus, like, I don't know, it's kind of evolved into its own. It's arguable. But um, I disagree with B-movie. I don't think that's the best subgenre at all.
3: You didn't say best. I thought we were doing our favorites.
1: You can do a B-movie slasher. You can do a
4: B-movie ghost movie. I mean,
3: yeah,
4: there's B-movie sci-fi out there
1: diversity a very good point it lends itself yeah i mean at that point you might as well just
4: say also then that trauma and asylum are their own subgenres.
3: kind of yeah <laughs>
1: kind of yeah 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 that's fair interesting discussion though so yeah darth gregor on tiktok god greg thank you so much for that sound clip that was beautiful <laughs> i laughed so hard
3: that is good that's probably better than mine you should uh replace it
4: mikey never reached for the audio recording recorder faster
1: Hold on. (laughs) Let's see. Which one's better? Huge clown penis.
3: Huge clown penis.
1: Nah, I think they both got to stay. I'm sorry, Alec.
3: No. All
4: right. Am I the only one that really wants to see Greg say that, but with like
1: a big red clown nose on? (laughs) No,
4: you're not. No,
1: not at all. There's at least one other person that can promise you that. (laughs) All right. uh, We have drink roll call to get to. We have hard news to get to. Uh, We have underwater to discuss, which was uh, a Chris pick, and well, a group pick, kind of. We did vote. We did vote, but uh, either way, and uh, you guys want to get to drink roll call. I, Chris is going to be mad at me because I even went out of my way to ask Chris which what one of the drinks were, and I had a more annoying time than I should have get my hand on some peach snobs so Chris, I do not have one of your drinks this week, and I I did try. Do I get credit? You get you get credit that, and
4: with your other project that you ha- that you've been using, yes. yeah, it would be a real good
1: one for that show too. Mm, I can tell you. Oh oh that oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I I get what you mean. All right, well that will come up later, but um yeah yeah I I was I I was. That's a whole nother story. That trip to the liquor store was way more annoying than it should have been. But um, instead, I am drinking. Ja- it's not, it sounds basic, and I guess it is regardless, but it's a Jack and Coke, but it is an official like Jack Daniels teamed with Coca Cola. And oh. yeah, I sent you guys the picture. I will tweet it at some point. Uh, yeah, it's a Jack Daniels uh, four pack in a can. With Coca Cola and man, these things, you could drink them straight all day.
2: That looks pretty good.
1: If I saw that like at my local QT, I'd probably
4: pick up a tall boy.
1: Oh, hell yeah, right? Oh, shit. I just remembered Allison might have a time bomb for her drink. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, she's been teasing drink roll call. So we'll wait on Allie. I'm nervous. But yeah, that's what I'm drinking. These things are
4: good. Well, uh, since I am actually have something to really to contribute this time. Oh. One, I am an old man, so I had another GA Fuel for some caffeine to, for a pick-me-up. But <laughs> since you guys decided to grace me and not permanently ban me after doing a cartoon episode, I've got
1: some mm-hmm. Voodoo Ranger Juice Force IPA. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh! I think I've had that one on here before, Chris. Oh, it's good.
2: It's not
4: bad. Voodoo Rangers, as far as IPAs go, that's one of my favorite brands.
1: No. Yeah, that's uh, that's a dub right there. That's not bad. Cat, what about
2: you? Uh I am starting tonight with a mudslide question oh. mark. Uh <laughs> I'm I'm trying to clean out my fridge right now. And I had some chocolate ice cream. I still have some Bailey's. So I'm I'm I've got about a fourth of this left. And then I am transitioning into I, I'm doing the uh, drink roll call graveyard
4: mm-hmm. currently
2: I've got just like some assorted cans of things I've had on the show before that's hysterical
4: uh, Oh, cat! I just had an idea for a drink Oh if you're talking to no. your drink roll call graveyard don't do it the North Cincinnati uh, Long Island you just take everything and turn it into a mudslide
2: <laughs> that sounds so gross
4: that sounds <laughs> so really bad. gross
2: uh, I might try it <laughs>
4: would it be any worse than skyline
2: no
1: (laughs) my drink roll call graveyard in my fridge right now is only that ghost ipa and i still have some of the sweet baby jesus in there that i is just not gonna go anywhere and i think i have something else in there oh i have the uh the green teas from the arizona hard which i'm never gonna drink
3: don't forget the jaeger too Oh yeah, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah yeah that would be disgusting like king's cup but uh
4: that's awful there's a patreon show you all make make a, a horror king's cup every time you lose a challenge you pour another drink in holy shit that'd God. be awful
1: <laughs> all right ali i i have to know you've been busting my balls about this for a couple of days and bothering me with this drink for the, this show and well, what would you do
3: i just said you might be mad that's all i said
1: that that that's cause for worry
3: okay well <laughs> Initially, I was gonna try and make uh, one of Chris's drinks, the huge clown penis, oh, but wait. I could not find huge clown penis. There
1: you go. Sorry. Uh, thank you.
2: Uh-huh.
3: Uh, I could not find the that ding dong latte stuff anywhere.
2: Uh-huh. That stuff is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you dodged a bullet.
3: Fair enough. It was a little, a little sus to begin with, but <laughs> a little, a little bit.
4: It's a Chris drink. They're all, they're not they're not a little sus. They're all sus.
3: <laughs> I did end up making a, another Chris drink. Um, I made myself a slasher, which is cranberry juice, vodka, uh, with cherry syrup blood around the rim, and uh, a cherry with a little uh, sword through it.
1: Holy shit. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. What the fuck? First of all, why would I be mad at that? Second of all. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah, okay. Hold on. That looks good. All right. This will go up on Patreon. Look at you. Where'd you have a sword?
3: I made an investment. Like I said, it was gonna take an investment. I now have a hundred
2: or (laughs) ninety-nine
3: more of these tiny plastic cocktail swords.
2: And welcome to the drink
1: graveyard. (laughs) And here it is. You are now indoctrinated. Congratulations. I
4: was gonna say Mikey's probably still finding little umbrellas everywhere.
1: Oh, I have two hundred I have over two hundred of them the, the case wasn't one hundred or whatever I thought it was it was two hundred <laughs> the box is huge, yeah, Allie, me and you should start a drink company and we'll sell sword and umbrella drinks,
3: yeah, limited run
1: limited run, but <laughs> God damn it, these things gotta go <laughs> all right i I like this, I like it all right with the with the knife behind it too is that intentional, yeah, oh you. Okay. How is it?
3: It's it's pretty good. I mean, it's basically just a vodka cranberry. So mm-hmm. with the cherry and, and a little bit of syrup. But it's good.
4: Okay. I like to think that some of my best drinks are the most simple. Yes.
3: I would have made the entity had I not already went to the store. I was a little upset because that sounds good, too.
2: Uh, that actually, I was thinking about having one of those. But one of the reasons why I'm cleaning out my fridge is because I did not make it to the store this week. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
4: I just thought I just I just thought the entity was a good one for Allie because she plays Dead by Daylight more than Mikey. Uh, yeah, by a lot. <laughs> you know, she didn't have merch against it. Ah, uh,
1: we'll
4: we, 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 we <laughs> 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 okay. talk about that.
1: that. Behavior is a wonderful company. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, that, opinions that's... opinions change. Uh, that... Times on expressing those opinions can change. <laughs> but the opinions themselves don't really change all that much. Um, that is the plus side, though, cat of drink roll call graveyard, and it it does it doesn't outweigh the negative. But whenever you can't, like you know, you're running late and you don't get to the store, you got something.
2: Yeah. Uh it is a nice perk.
1: <laughs> it's not going to be anything you like, but you have or it would have been gone already, but you have something.
2: I will say well, uh, cuz I just cleaned out uh the fridge from my drink uh graveyard mistakes not that long ago. So the stuff I have left not so bad. Okay. You know?
4: Yeah. If you guys told me what you had left like an in inventory, I can I can try to think of something. There is not shit you Well can after do. this
2: week I'm going to have nothing.
4: <laughs> is that is it? That... Mikey, that's that's a challenge accepted.
1: What are you gonna do with, gonna do with sweet baby Jesus? Man, I think it's you can't make it good. That... I never said they'd be good. Oh, oh, oh that's <laughs> yeah, all right, that's fair then.
3: That might make an okay mudslide though. It's peanut butter chocolate beer.
1: That's one cat. Jeez, you got balls, man. The the drunkest yeah. I've ever been was off mudslides. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. The, those things will fuck you up sometimes.
2: It is kind a, of dangerous because it tastes like a dessert. You, you don't know? taste any
1: liquor, no matter what.
2: Yeah. So I there's a chance that I just like stand up midway through the podcast to grab something and yeah. fall over. Um, we'll see.
1: The last time I drank a mudslide was when me and Bobby lived together and I poured an irresponsible amount of Devil Springs vodka <laughs> in a mudslide. I didn't taste anything. And when you're in your early 20s, you're like, oh, this is great. Oh,
4: <laughs> Lord. It's three hours later. You're going to regret it.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. I, apparently, me and him were calling people at like five o'clock in the morning, screaming at them, telling them they don't got no kookaroos from get them to the break. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. But um, I heard the voicemails. and I was very embarrassed. But <laughs> <laughs> nonetheless. Uh we do have hard news to get into. Like I said, we have the movie and I think we should move on into some news now.
0: It's time to hump the news with
1: Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. Alright, Stranger Things We got a press release email earlier this week And it's been everywhere since then Uh, They are going to be There's going to be an attraction At Universal Horror uh, What do they call them? Halloween Horror Nights At Universal Studios It's Stranger Things Vecna's in there I still haven't seen any of Vecna I mean, I've seen what they look like The creepiest shit What do you guys think? halloween horror nights i it's one of those it's one of those bucket list
4: things and they're opening up a. I i think it's going to be like a year-round attraction in vegas so i'll Ooh. finally be able to attend Ooh. one but uh that's that either the universal or the the orlando one has always kind of been like a like a bucket list uh type desire to go to one yeah because i've seen a lot of uh people that like do like the amusement park vlogging and just them like going like through like the Killer clowns from outer space, house Ooh. and whatnot—like that shit looks amazing.
1: hmm <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I—I I felt that way about um, what, what they call it for Six Flags Fright Night, and yeah, it, that that was cool. But from what I've seen, that like Universal does it on such a higher level.
4: Oh, they go they go all out, but uh, there's another one at least out on my end of the the country. Uh, if you've ever. Into Knott's Berry, they do not scary farms for Halloween, and Aww. <laughs> they they do a lot of stuff. But the, you know, one of the big attractions at a uh, Knott's Berry though is uh some of the food, and they have some horror they have some horror themed uh, treats that will well that are to die for, but they will give you the beat It's super hard.
2: Uh, that sounds like the kind of horror attraction that I need <laughs> to go to because we know. We know i can't do haunted houses because i will punch an actor and then i'll feel bad for life uh <laughs> but i could theoretically like i can get behind eating horror foods
1: oh hell yeah oh,
4: so, yeah. so um, i'm uh, just hearing slash a radio trip but we just put cat in a straight jacket the whole time
2: <laughs> <laughs> that could work <laughs> Uh, that's the kind of. But if someone jumps out at me at like a horror event and I'm not wearing a straitjacket, I'm I punch them. Oh wait, no, cat cat might be liable to headbutt somebody. <laughs> I might headbutt them, and I'm short, so it's gonna hurt.
1: to so would be headbutt to the baby maker. Yeah. To the baby maker. Didn't think that I'd hear that today. All right. Uh. Well, you brought up, uh, cat. Allie do you give a shit about the Stranger Things thing.
3: No. I mean, I like Stranger Things. Um, I've never been to was it Halloween Horror Nights? Yes. Or anything similar, but it does sound fucking awesome, though.
4: Universal does it big, but uh, if you go to, into any of their uh, designated scare zones, just be prepared for uh, some guys dressed up as clowns or purge members to uh, run up on you with chainsaws.
3: Oh, that's fine. I like haunted houses. I think they're hilarious. So. No, no, I I mean out in the street oh yeah i'm yeah that's fine
1: also clowns was set again. so huge clown penis nice <laughs>
3: topical look at that
1: <laughs> all right um i'm gonna send this to you guys everybody listening you can go to bloody disgusting check out the article you can go to spirit halloween and um see it on there Th- this cost me 130 dollars i bought it already oh. is this a fuck chris moment
3: Oh wow
1: no, this is not a fuck Chris moment although yes, fuck Chris we'll get to that I'm sure in a second. Uh, go i'm out of space popcorn gun
4: That's one of those ones that I saw that and I'm like now that's a a cool cool prop because it's definitely one of the more unique looking ones from that, right? that
3: movie. that is a good one
1: I I have the cotton candy gun. And oh, the cotton candy gun don't mean shit if there's a fucking popcorn gun out there and <laughs> I don't have it. So I had no choice. <laughs> I didn't know this $40 fucking uh, cotton candy gun was going to be an investment for $130 purchase later on down the road. But here I am, guys, and I, I bought it already.
4: Well, now, you need a, now you need one of the animatronic clowns to display it the next to you.
1: Oh, yeah, thanks, Chris. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of myself enough. I appreciate it. Yeah, speaking of fuck, Chris, Chris also sent me uh Spirit Hall uh, oh no this is Trick or <laughs> Treat Studio.
2: Yeah, he was taunting you a bit this week. <laughs> names. They're selling
1: and this is unique because it's a limited edition pizza face chucky head. Apparently there's an ultimate Chucky doll which looks insanely good and you can like the head is interchangeable and this is a head you can use excuse me on that doll. And it's $200. Chris, you don't send somebody something that's $200. What's wrong with you? I am
4: just spreading the love.
3: (laughs) He doesn't even have the body that it goes on.
4: (laughs) you got to have the body. So that way, some of the year, you have the normal Chucky head. And then the other days, you're repping the Child's Play 3 head.
1: No, no. The, The body is the ultimate Chucky. For everybody listening is six hundred dollars <laughs> so not only would i have to spend six hundred dollars on the ultimate chucky spent another two this is almost a thousand dollar purchase on a fucking chucky doll ali beyond how close was i to buying this fucking thing
3: <laughs> it seemed pretty close it was just for the head though like you don't I, even have the doll you gonna duct tape it on a different chucky doll
1: i i didn't realize it was just the head at first and even after i found out i came very close to buying it
2: that's the thing because once you've justified two hundred dollars you're like at that point you kind of want to spend it you know yeah,
4: yeah. well even if you don't get the 600 dollars body you know yeah, the you can basically pool. you could you you could you can set that up to basically look like the uh the Chucky head from uh the Cult to Chucky
1: yeah yeah I, I wasn't that Barclay hat <laughs> yeah that's what Chris honestly I got way too you can't keep doing this I got way closer to buying this than I should have your hand was hovering over the
4: PayPal check. Oh,
1: <laughs> the only reason is because it did because it has shop pay options and it. And there's a couple of different things, but I thought I could get the four month if it and it didn't give me that option. If it did, I would have been yelling at you even more because <laughs> I would have bought it. Like that's the <laughs> only reason I didn't. I can't justify fucking. What would it be like? Seventy dollars every two weeks for a check? No. Uh -uh. so I got a gun instead I guess that thing is cool as shit though
4: oh no I saw that head and I'm like that is a hell of a good sculpt and then I'm like wait that's just for the head and then I'm like how big is it I'm like that's a decent size uh, you know little bit of memorabilia for for the cost at least yeah well it's as opposed to at least like it's as opposed to like some of the Godzilla shit that I look at and it's just like like I would really like it, but hundred seventy dollars for like a eight inch PVC statue, like, mm, yeah, no. that's a hard that's no. a hard sell.
1: What do you guys think? Did I do the best? I saved a hundred dollars and I got a popcorn gun, but I mean, it's still I I think I came out pretty good on the deal. And not the are you gonna yet.
3: build a gun case for all of your killer clowns guns though?
1: That's the other thing. I don't know where I'm putting this thing. To be honest, I have no idea. Now
4: what you need to do is get one of those uh peg boards like people have like in their garage for tools yeah mount it on the wall and then put up the pegs and just put like all your little horror uh, weapons up there like oh, machete, there you machete machete the gun
2: that'd be pretty cute and
4: then you could put that behind like a glass case it'd look hella nice in your in your den
1: it would look dope i, I have a... see that last problem though now i'm gonna have to end up buying more weapons <laughs> because i mean i have the, the cotton candy gun i ha- now i'll have this one I don't really have anything else. I have a Freddie glove I guess that counts, right? Well, that you need to get up. a Billy. You need to get a Billy Lewis hunting knife. No, no, no. no. We're spending way too much money. Here. No, 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 no. We're not doing <laughs> any of that. Let's move Put on. One hundred
3: thirty dollars on, on a popcorn gun. Why do you have to say that out loud
1: again? <laughs> I know. I'm not happy. I need to get paid early or something. I don't know. <laughs> so something has to give this week. uh You need to talk to Joe for a
4: payday advance. <laughs> yeah, fucking Joe. <laughs>
1: Uh, next thing up is we, we talked about this uh, before we recorded The Walking Dead Daryl Dixon there's a trailer out uh, teaser I guess and Norman, Norman Reedus gets kidnapped by evil nuns is the title of the article that's hot anybody give a shit
2: uh, no um, I, you know I, I'll probably watch it at some point will but... really, you really Kat? Yeah, not because I'm, like you know, interested, but I do kind of like Norman Reedus,
0: <laughs> I do too. so
2: that's where we're at. It's when something like this gets released, it's only a matter of time before I'm going to watch it, because uh, eventually I'm going to get bored, and that's just yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not really that's looking right. forward to it, but
1: I'm going to give it a try. It'll happen. Yeah, I'm going to give it a try just because, but I don't i'm not confident it's gonna keep me around so well
4: at the very least as far as somebody who used to read the walking dead comics like anything doing with daryl and norman reedus is essentially all unique content, content compared yeah. to his, like it is he was not really in there i mean there was analogs but you know so any of this is just going to be all new walking dead content to people who've it. like there's going to be no theory crafting on where they're going because there's nothing to base it on
1: right yeah. yeah 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 i'm sure grandma bones is going to be very happy she's clutching her her rosary already like come on daryl come on <laughs> daryl hell of a deal hell of a deal there's a gun media or gun interactive released a new trailer for the texas chainsaw game i don't know if you guys have seen it what do you think if you have chris did you see i know ali you've seen it right
3: Oh yeah, I'm very excited for that game to come out. Oh yeah. I must down have and down. missed this
1: one in my I don't think this one came
4: across my Twitter feed because it was too busy uh apparently today showing me everything of, of what the hell Chris.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't get more of that. I'm surprised that's not just your whole feed. By the way, speaking of uh of Twitter feeds, seen a
4: penis today. <laughs> See? You you saw John Cena's penis from the Barbie
1: movie? What? No. (laughs) Is Dixon in there? You said Cena penis. Oh, my God. No, no, I didn't see a John Cena penis. I seen S-E-E-N or seen to even a penis. Very upset. I wasn't even. I opened my Twitter on my phone and boom. I said, yep, there it is. Just talked about it.
4: On a scale of one to Tom Brady, what did it rate? Oh, Oh, it
1: was that poor guy i felt bad it's not a good penis uh it was from darcy the mayor the male girl from joe bob though so it wasn't like you know it was from a movie oh yeah so it wasn't like you know a penis out in the wild or nothing it was
3: domesticated got it A
1: domesticated <laughs> penis yes does that count as uh one of these huge clown penis
3: no those are definitely wild
1: only if it's got makeup on it
3: oh <laughs> it's so
1: funny. I love that button so much uh yeah I, I I mean I need this game
4: it's gonna be on game pass so I'll probably at least give it a try I'm watching uh some of the some of the uh, youtubers that I follow like uh cartoons and delirious like I'll probably enjoy playing the family more but oh yeah at least it seems like the survivor loop
1: is not terrible either the survivor loop is so unique insanely like i was very impressed i played a lot of friday the 13th i played a bunch of dead by daylight this is something very different from either of those and i'm you know it's a lot of fun
4: i mean i would want to play leatherface but i mean i saw a lot of uh gameplay as the hitchhiker and it's like yeah i could i I, like I, i i was watching just like the house gameplay and it was like there's a lot of fucked up shit i could do to people once i you do your your uh opening chores
3: oh the hitchhiker was my favorite to play as um i played the test but you could only play as three family members Mm -hmm. um leatherface was my least favorite by far me too i would have thought he'd be more fun but yeah the hitchhiker was a lot of fun
4: yeah being
3: creepy crawling around inside the walls
4: it's probably because leatherface is a little straightforward in his quote-unquote chores for the for the family is mostly going around and destroying barriers so everybody else can run around freely yeah, yeah. much
1: yeah but i mean like i didn't think about that so much like chris said the hitchhiker we might i mean Hitchhiker's is just fun to play as but that map blends itself to hitchhiker very much i don't know if he'll be as strong on something like uh the gas station we don't know we haven't gotten to play that map yet but uh, yeah, th- this game is fucking awesome. Man. And, and by the way, too, Chris, I never enjoyed playing Killer on a game before until Texas. I would rather play Killer than than Survivor on See, Texas Chainsaw. That was
4: my thing, like with Friday. I I only wanted to play as Jason, but nah. You know, to be to be polite to the lobby, it's like, well, you got to give everybody a chance. For me, I, I it's kind of like Dead by Daylight. Like when I played with you guys, like it was all right, but. I really, in Dead by Daylight especially, I didn't really like the survivor loops and that, as far as gameplay and mechanics went. But I could see having a lot more fun with the killer just because there's a lot more shenanigans depending on the killer you're playing as you can do. Which, yeah, even even if I'm not even if I'm not sweating my balls off, you know, sometimes it's like I just want to fuck with people.
1: Yeah, yeah,
4: you know, it's kind it's kind of like it's kind of like a Friday, like you know, if you know somebody's in the house, like. Rather than just chop down the door like no walk up, knock, knock, knock.
3: (laughs) I
1: love what a motherfucker knocks, man.
3: Housekeeping.
1: That's funny as hell. Tell him go away. Uh yeah, uh, August eighteenth. Can not buy when this episode comes out? Less than a month. Soon. Yeah. Um what's next? Dr. Jekyll two. Uh Eddie Izard is reviving uh the, the franchise i guess i don't know if it's a franchise the title at least uh creepy duck made a poster about it uh for it i don't know if it's official but uh what do you guys think about a new dr jekyll movie that's
4: different <laughs> i mean is it still gonna be taking place like in a classical era is it a more more of a modern day take on it i mean
1: uh they, they just have the poster from creepy duck again i don't know how official it is but it's old style but it's hard to tell with creepy duck because you know he just makes stuff for fun sometimes
4: yeah i mean with dr jekyll's an interesting property that i don't think hasn't really been explored Mm -hmm. outside of very few films but it's an interesting it's an interesting character to do it's essentially the original incredible hulk story in a lot of ways yeah I like the idea of the character. Like, uh, if you've ever read uh, Alan Moore's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, he's Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, are one of the one of the more interesting characters throughout that whole series. So,
1: yeah,
4: I'll give it a try. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye out for when the trailer hits.
1: Ali, you're uh, you don't really talk much about the the old classical horror. What do you think about this?
3: I mean, he said it was Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde too.
1: Yeah, so it seems like.
3: I didn't think there was a. I didn't see a one. So
1: you don't know about Doctor Jekyll, Jekyll and Mister Hyde?
3: I mean, I know of the story, but oh, I didn't yeah, know there was, was a movie. Yeah. Oh well, it's probably probably all right.
4: I mean, it's much like a Thanks Killing Three or Spaceballs Three: The Search for space, Spaceballs Two.
1: <laughs> lucky Rob's not here. You're gonna go ahead and bring up Thanks Killing Three. <laughs> pissed him off that was you did that too chris i forgot about that
4: that was that was last year's chris when he was vindictive and angry
3: chris. this year's chris is
4: th- this year's chris is being nice and happy and trying to have fun with
1: everybody yeah i can't argue that but then again you made me watch fucking perfect Blue. so was it mikey uh-huh. was it the worst thing i could have made you watch oh no 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 no
2: Mikey, I feel I so I was really excited to watch Perfect Blue. I had a really good time. I'm glad we did it. Uh, Chris had no way of knowing he would influence Joe Bob. I do think you would have been a lot kinder to Perfect Blue if you had watched with Joe Bob and you could have seen Darcy, the male girl, dressed up as Mima because oh, that, that helped yeah. my enjoyment of the that movie a lot. Nice.
1: That must have been nice. I agree with that.
4: Um, wait, wait, Darcy was dressed up as like just civilian or J-pop version? Because that's gonna make a difference here.
2: Uh, end of the movie red dress, J Pop Mima.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Huge
1: clown penis.
4: <laughs> oh, there's no clown on that unless I get the googly eyes
1: out. Please get the googly eyes out.
3: <laughs> oh no. Oh
1: right, yeah, man. Uh it's about chris it's in the same s- spectrum of the worst thing you could have made me watch as it is on the other side of that list and the best thing you could have made me watch it's it's not it's there's not much wiggle room it's kind of right in the middle because your range of bad is <laughs> very deep
4: that and that's not even in my in my range of bad like i i no, that was i didn't i i did not expect everybody to like it and in fact i purposely picked it for at least one person to hate it
1: yeah funny how that turned out and yeah. unfortunately <laughs> unfortunately
4: i got the wrong person mm-hmm. it was a bit but,
2: of a misfire in that one regard but but <laughs> still damage
4: but still as far as like shows that this this show has done as far as more thinking man horror
0: mm-hmm.
4: i would say it's up there with at least you know silence of the lambs or or uh seven what you is? know it's 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 not gonna be everybody's bread and butter but i feel at least it has something that everybody can get something out of.
1: i am very offended that you would mention
3: perfect <laughs> blue
1: in the same breath the silence of the lambs my friend that that my brain glitched and seven and seven and seven. that's fine
3: mm-hmm. i don't mind
1: that my brain didn't yeah, glitch seven's for good. that yeah chris what do you think of seven man I liked it, but I wish it showed
4: more than it told. That's fair. That's fair point. Some of the potential for kills using the seven deadly sins were exceptionally well done. Gluttony is probably one of the best best deaths there. But then, like lust was just kind of like an off-screen affair. It's like, eh.
3: They did gloss over some of the sins pretty a little bit. Yeah, it,
4: they they kind of hand waved and you know wrath definitely got the uh the easy way out
1: you know i never thought of that uh, maybe that's why i feel as strongly towards like you know it being a more police movie than you know like however i feel about it maybe that lean le- lends into it a bit because you know it was very they show up and it's done and like yeah you can appreciate the effects i always the effects were great but you know like it wasn't it took that aspect away of, of killing and was just more oh let's maybe that's what it was i never thought of that chris it would have essentially been like if
4: saw only showed the aftermath and never the actual traps in action
2: it would have been spiral is what
4: you're saying <laughs> e- even spiral showed you at least the traps going
2: it, not enough that i ever understood what was going on
4: <laughs> i mean the Those subway things. the subway showed enough the finger traps showed enough
2: I, I had no idea what the fuck that finger trap was, though. I was like, what kind of sci-fi, alien, blood, goo, nonsense is
4: this? It's the same as, like, Audition using piano wire to cut off a dude's leg.
2: I don't know. I, I knew what was going on in Audition. I I see your point about Seven, though. I think...
4: Seven... If Seven committed in. At the time sure it was a hard R but if they committed and went for like a hostile level hard R I think it would have some of the some of the deadly sins would have hit so much harder
2: I think if they made seven today that's the movie we would have gotten I think the issue there is that no one was going to take a movie that gory seriously when seven came out
4: I mean, essentially, I mean to. Except for the. back <laughs> on <Mike's>, Mikey's <laughs> statement about it being more like a police drama, it's in a lot of ways like Zodiac. I mean, you kind of only get a couple of glimpses of the killer, but for the most part, you're seeing everything from the police and the reporters' point of view.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I never thought of that. Very astute of you, Chris. Good shit. Tired of hearing it about seven. Fucking all out of all the movies I thought it would haunt me. 7 is the last
3: one
2: it's still a great movie that's your own fault for not liking 7 though
3: I think
1: 7 is mid
3: Oh, you should rewatch it I think
1: no 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 no. Uh, speaking of something I would rewatch though and reboots uh, Return of the Living Dead I did not know there was a reboot in the works but apparently it is going to happen and it's supposed to expand its existing world Wait, what? Yeah, uh, I I don't know. It like it says reboot, so I don't know if they're like if, if they're gonna do like an Evil Dead thing, maybe.
3: That's what it sounds like.
1: Right. My question would then be also, are they gonna
4: keep the punk rock motif, they or it if better. it's gonna, or if it's gonna modernize it to TikToks? what would be the modern day? Well, no, I mean you got to still have kind of like that. Anti-establishment feel. So I mean, I guess.
3: TikTok. I mean, punk still exists, so it's not like it's not relevant to, anymore.
4: Too yeah, but modern day punk is like.
2: I want to pop punker to the living
4: Cat just cat wants just wants Justin Bieber Bieber
2: themed. Oh, just... No, I'm offended that you think that Justin Bieber counts on that. <laughs>
4: well i mean you, you you're you're a little babby i mean i don't know what i don't know what you you zoomers are into these days
1: <laughs> zoomers wow <laughs> <laughs> and chris filling in on the rob jokes i appreciate it i How know i'm just
2: i got roasted oh my <laughs> <laughs> important guest,
1: rob style
4: i mean if you i mean have you guys not paid attention that most of the, the drinks i designed for you are based off lore from the show
1: uh, yes, yes, it's very much a, you, you and and you and fucking and Will man are a hell of a team, hell of a deal and a hell of a team. Oh, at at this point, when it comes to those video memes,
4: Will's oh, it, Will's fucking great. killing it. Will is crif- killing
2: Rob also, <laughs>
4: literally. That that Chris that 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 one of slasher radio things. uh Ali month is over and then it just pans over and it's Chris.
1: <laughs> Dude, Will, shout out to Will, man. Allie, what's Will? I always forget Will's handle because it will C T M P, right?
3: Uh, hold on. Yes, Will C T M P. Yeah. I
1: always forget Will's handle. I don't, the letters confuse me. Will, yeah, and also he's a TikTok goat too, apparently. So. Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: The slashers assemble on TikTok.
4: Hell yeah, will, Will's killing me on doing like new age memes i'm i'm more yeah. old school text on image
1: i don't know how to do that shit either man it's it's like witchcraft to me and every time he does it it's a new magical spell and i laugh so fucking hard will is i can't do that shit either
4: that one from last week of rob like
1: <laughs> yeah listeners uh go, go to our twitter will doesn't really put them up on twitter so here's another reason you gotta join for... the discord yeah join yeah. the discord Will Will is fucking he he killed Rob. Maybe that's why Rob been here this week.
2: That's why we should we shouldn't have given any context as to Ro, why Rob was missing. We just should have played
1: that. Yeah. That was R. so RP <laughs> Rob. <laughs> <P. R. P. laughs> and a picture of his
3: green p. nonetheless.
1: Gotta watch the video now, huh? He's gotta watch that. Yeah, yeah. Get the hose, Will. Come on now. Go hose that <laughs> thing down. I think that was it for the yeah that was uh, Return of Living Dead I mean it's a big title they better not fuck it up
4: it's a well I wouldn't say big title but it's a well beloved cult classic like oh yeah it, it was essentially kind of like the equivalent of when they rebooted Evil Dead the first time like you're yeah. really only going to get one chance at this and if you colossally fuck it up there's yeah. no walking it back
1: no.
3: no just don't fuck it up just don't fuck up one job don't fuck it up don't fuck
1: up um, alright, yeah, that, that's all I have for news. Kat, do I have to have my well I, oh, oh, what? Not yet. I oh. do have one last bit of news. Okay. Okay.
4: You know, spe- you know, ding, 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 special special report. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tony Danza's heritage reflects his multicultural what? background, with Ruth tracing back to both Italy and Slovakia.
3: Whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. That whoa. is a fun Tony Danza fact.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a fun fact. You put it in the news. Chris, what the hell was that? If,
4: if you didn't know it it's news to you I don't care about it why are you doing dancing <laughs> Man, Rob's not here I, it, it became across my newsfeed. I felt it was relevant for the show's interests and strangely enough a little messenger rat with a tiny backpack you know sent this to me
1: oh you gotta be kidding me hold on let me see it better not oh, be wow. Oh, 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 oh wow <laughs> okay someone hasn't been paying full attention during the show <laughs> Allison what? hold on
3: huge bomb penis
1: oh no this
4: is not an Allison one this is some bootleg shit
1: yeah th- this is she put googly eyes on it you're supposed to be paying attention Allie not fucking with 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 this stuff
3: what are you talking about <laughs> I didn't do I clearly did not do this
2: Allie's been here the whole time
3: I've been here yeah when would I have the time
1: can I can I talk to you for a second Allie yeah what's up you, you know I told you not to do this anymore right
3: it wasn't me. I no, no, it, was no, no, it was an anonymous submission. Allison. Yeah.
1: You know I told you not to do this anymore,
4: right? Do it. Oh, if this came to if this came to me from Allie, I would just throw her straight under the bus. I mean, we already got, her, <laughs> we got the bonfire set up for. Trust me, this came on Messenger app.
1: You know, this very well might not have been fucking Allie. Did you do this?
3: Oh, I didn't do this. I told you it's anonymous.
1: There's no way googly eyes came up. I really don't know if you fucking did this right now. I shouldn't be this confused I don't like either one of you right now okay. whoever did this because no, I can't even yell at Allie right now but whoever did this, no more I mean maybe you'll like this
4: a little more because it's it also combines with the most important Italian pop culture person in, uh, in all of Edia
2: what the fuck is <laughs> oh. that <laughs> the caption on that one is uh, yeah. pinching fingers emoji <laughs> or whatever the thing is
1: Mm -hmm. don't like that it's an ai generated (laughs) mario mixed with uh barbecue mixed with tony danza (laughs) he has an apron tucked into his pants i don't know what's happening here
3: i think it's supposed to be ai's version of overalls
1: yeah i know ai's very bad at overalls um I don't like
4: this at all. I'm still work I'm still I'm still working on that one. I- I'm trying to teach it, it that in possums.
1: Oh oh you are, huh Chris? <laughs> you are.
3: Chris has been known to be trying to teach the AI how to make possums, because it absolutely cannot make a possum.
4: Rob is not here. Somebody has to pick up the slack.
1: Rob doesn't know what
4: AI is, let alone how to do it. And you know, you need your weekly <laughs> drive by Danza. What oh, the
1: fuck are you kidding me? Another one. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it says time for your weekly drive-by dance. I don't like the drive-by dance thing at all. No? No. 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 I don't.
2: Uh, Would you like to hit the button? Will that make you feel better?
1: I've been hitting a lot of fucking buttons, sure. <laughs> Crazy Candian! Get the fuck out fuck of here! You. Go, ahead. Go back to turning tricks and old folk and you'll oh, fade in the end. Gobblegully Mystery Corner, where our listeners anonymously and sometimes uh, they anonymously send in. Italian means making fun of me for being Italian. Sometimes they come on the show and just admit to doing them too. Yeah, they, <laughs> this was a uh,
2: this was a special submission, also. Oh, uh, so I figured I'd send it in on the week where we have our very whoa. special guests. <laughs>
1: whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on! Hold on! Whoa, wait a minute! Huge yeah. clown penis. Whoa! <laughs> oh, that thing's infected. Wow. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Jesus. The, the memes go up I gotta collect myself The memes go up on Patreon <laughs> We explain them on the show I wasn't ready for this uh, It's uh Why would anybody put that sign on This uh, Such a bad idea it, It's a, It's a I'm guessing a deli Or something's like you know you get the hot food behind the The glass This one's a picture of that And it's like a tray of sausage And there's like a, and that thing has to be like, they, someone forgot to empty that over a long weekend. And that piece of sausage has been sitting there and decaying for quite some time. And there's a sign on it. It, it it says uncle Stevie's sausage. The Stevie was added. And I appreciate that touch. I'm not going to lie.
3: It's the subtitle for me
1: though. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Perfection is everything
1: where oh i didn't even notice that ah all right that's gross that thing is i don't know why anybody would buy that and um stevie sausage is nowhere near that big i mean
4: based off the currency indicator there i mean maybe that's just what british sausage looks like
1: yeah that's a british brat yeah uh that's gross that thing's like bruised and wrinkled and discolored I don't like this at all. The thumbnail, throw, I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> all right, Jesus, whoever did that, shame on you. That, that's disgusting. I'm gonna show this to Stevie too, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, cool.
2: yeah, for making it all the way to Stevie.
1: Yeah, now, The last time he was brought up was Will, and I told him what Will had said, and he wasn't happy about that.
2: Maybe he'll be happier about this one. Oh, I'm yeah.
4: still yeah. still mad. I wasn't there for the live show when uh. Stevie came on and I wasn't there. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, Stevie where is that motherfucker? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. He might. I, I. I. already know. When I show it to him, the first thing he says, "Yep, that's right. Is that big?" <laughs> okay, motherfucker. All <laughs> right. Oh, so no more gabagooly crap. Um. Well. We d- <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> what? Nothing. Well, we're done. The Danza thing happened. The gabagooly thing happened. And that's it. Unfortunately, there was a submission. <laughs> rob made a submission to the huckleberry humphrey hillbilly hoedown uh-oh
2: rob's not a trooper about huckleberry humphreys i
1: i was i don't even, i was gonna say i don't know like he's not here so i can't do it but he submitted it so i guess <laughs> we could do it right like he's not missing yeah, i mean we have to the patrons right. demand the content yeah, that's right i was gonna save it till next week but like i said he fucking seen it the Huckleberry Humphrey Hillbilly Hoedown is similar to the gobblegoly Mystery Corner where we make fun of Rob for uh, moving down south and becoming a redneck. But uh, apparently he's making fun of himself for it as well. Why won't this copy? I did. He sent it to me at, at like 4 o'clock in the morning too. I didn't even see <laughs> it until I woke up. And he sent me a link to uh, Instagram where he found the video. And he said, here's one for your Huckleberry Hillbilly thing. And I said to him, "What the fuck? You aren't supposed to be submitting these. <laughs> Nobody ever said you can't do Gabagool. Yeah. Well, guess what? I ain't doing it.
2: I'll protect your anonymous your uh, anonymous submission if you want to send something to the Gabagooly Mystery Corner. If I did, you better. Everybody else gets to hide behind <laughs> it. Oh Damn. my God! Is this oh. someone Rob knows in real life? I don't. I don't think so.
1: <laughs> the Instagram is at Redneck Memes, and Rob's response was, yeah, but that shit is hilarious. And my response to him was, that is a pretty damn sweet ride. Look at that thing. If you played
4: Battlefield Hardline, this looks like one of the Easter egg vehicles that was hidden in it.
2: Would one of our special guests like to take a crack at describing the Gavaguli or the Gabagoolie, the Huckleberry Humphreys, Hillbilly Hoedown oh. this week?
4: As as a connoisseur of redneck memes, let me, let me take, <laughs> yeah. a, take a shot at this. <laughs> so what we got here is about a <laughs> a bro who probably couldn't weigh about more than a dollar 30 wet easy driving around on a lazy boy recliner <laughs> half track treads
1: yeah the big fuckers with like it looks like a belt going around that they have the big wheels long ones
4: that motherfucker can go mudding
1: oh dude, he won't get <laughs> stuck on anything oh no, no that no. will go right over anything he can hold w for days before he stops
4: and if there's a speed bump, he just kicks the legs up.
3: That's it, man. That's he reclines always...
4: back. But how is he moving? Oh, he's got a remote. He's
3: got a joystick.
4: There's a joystick on the armrest. Is it like an Atari? <laughs> what <the> uh, fuck? <laughs> I can't get a good look at the armrest, but there's definitely a uh, like yeah. an Atari style controller.
1: Holy shit! How do they get this to work?
3: It's impressive, redneck ingenuity. <laughs> yeah,
1: and he's holding a beer. We can't...
4: I'm a little
3: disappointed he doesn't have a cup holder. I feel like that would be a priority.
4: I'm pretty sure the controller's eating up the cup holder spot on that chair. Oh, Ooh, maybe, that's fair. yeah, yeah. That's but uh, definitely, definitely, there was a a couple case packs of Keystone Lights and uh, a lot of free time spent <laughs> making it. <those. laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, and and a lot of shocking yourself. This motherfucker's got zapped a lot that is hilarious he's even got to like lean back a little bit so he's not you know slumming forward or nothing like I think he could go down a hill no problem in that bitch.
2: it's impressive
1: well with track
4: with tracks like that he pr- he probably would have plenty of traction like he wouldn't have to worry about being a runaway downhill
1: no no it'd be fine look at him he's doing donuts holding a bear I can rob submitting to his own thing <laughs> or, I would love to have seen him laying in bed in his drawers at four o'clock in the morning and seeing that
4: Now I'm curious what Rob's browsing history looks like.
1: Oh, (laughs) No, 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 no. Here, you know what? I'll show you. This is what his browsing history looks like. Huge clown penis. (laughs) All right. We're done with the (laughs) Gabagoolie crap. Fucking Christ. I don't appreciate any of this, so we all know. All right. You appreciated Uncle Stevie's sausage, apparently. A little bit, but that was
4: disgusting. (laughs) Little being the key word.
1: (laughs) That's a good one. So we're going to take a really quick break and we will be back with 2020's Underwater. That sausage really threw me off, man.
4: That was... is
3: fucking gross. I hope there's cheese on it because I don't know what's going on with that. Cheese?
4: That might have been the best example of an audio double take I've ever heard.
3: That
1: was really good. Because I'm paying attention <laughs> to like three different things and I opened it and I have it on my small, like my vertical monitor too. So it was like a small thumbnail. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs>
4: Well, the small monitor, is that the best way to look at Uncle
1: Stevie's penis? No, you need a zoom. No, no, I need another big one. Alright, <clears throat> so underwater. 2020. Chris this was this was your brainchild this movie for us to talk about uh you threw um, it oh okay
2: I was just gonna ask we do this for the uh patreon episodes for the omen uh do we want to talk about the the contenders yeah. that almost won
4: yeah what was your listing in Chris so you know spoil alert underwater was the winner but when Mikey approached this I'm like I didn't want to be an alley and just be like here is the movie we're going to do. Oh, wow. I wanted to be a man of the people. So I'm like, oh. I will give Mikey, Cat, and Allie three movies they can pick from. Underwater was the first one.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I, I wanted also to also pick something that would be from a different genre or environment. Yeah. So Underwater, deep sea horror. I love it. Then there was Pandora, which is more of a sci fi horror. And then there was also In the Mouth of Madness, which is based off Lovecraft. So they were all given an option. They voted. Strangely enough, there was almost no discussion, and it was a landslide for Underwater, which now makes me wonder if I need to push for In the Mouth of Madness more.
2: There was some discussion, because after we had voting, um, you gave like a special voting deal that I was all on board for. Uh, but I was ignored. Oh,
4: in case... I, I, thank you for bringing that up, I forgot. Yeah. In case there was an absolute... Everybody was against it. I gave everybody an abort clause. Hmm. If all three of them would agree to a veto all three of my choices, we would do Ichi the killer. Oh, yeah, no, that won't fucking happen. And then the votes for uh, underwater became even stronger.
2: Uh except for me I I switched my vote at that point to abort all options but only because I wanted to watch Ichi the killer. Cat uh,
4: <laughs> Cat didn't just even hit Cat didn't even hit the big red abort button. She left across the table after it.
2: Yeah, I was ready for that. Um
1: Yeah, but... no. I was not voting for each of the especially <laughs> after perfect no, yeah, no. I was not <laughs> voting for that at all.
4: I didn't want I did it, Mikey. For you, I didn't include it in the main voting because you already had to do one subtitled movie.
1: I appreciate that. That is very kind of you. Uh, I appreciate that. So
4: so you didn't have to do a subtitle movie by default. But if you didn't like any of my choices, you had the option, but you were going to have to pay for it.
2: That being said, these were all solid options. Uh, I voted for Underwater because it was... At the time, I believed it was the only one I had not seen, uh, which is why I voted for it. But the other two great movies
1: i almost went with uh in the mouth of madness uh Mm -hmm. friend of the show will dolphin from uh the creator millie lily mad whip um what was w dolphin uh, dolphin at twitter on twitter um he's that i think that i think he said that was his favorite horror movie was i'm pretty sure yeah and we almost did that on the show and i i forget what we didn't st- when he was on,
4: but, uh, we-, we
2: did Prince of Darkness. Prince of I Darkness,
1: think. yep, that was it. I didn't know that was I didn't know that was Williams' favorite. There, I think it was. I think it was. I almost went with it for the sake of William, but I, I, I'm a sucker for underwater stuff. I love aquatic things, and I uh, will also before we get to why, why Allie, why you picked it, but before that, I want it be- to be known. Me of all people said we should watch titanic 666 and i still wish we went with that one
2: i also was so here's the thing is that i felt bad because you pitched it after voting um and i and i was happy having voted there was a part of me that almost wanted to change my vote for titanic 666 just because i was so excited to see you like trying to vote in a movie like that
1: i can't believe you yeah,
2: it was one of those things where it's like, I've seen it, you know, I've seen that one also. It's probably the worst one we've talked about today. I kind of want to vote it <laughs> in. Like...
1: Again, um, sucker for water stuff. I can't help it, especially Titanic. I'm, I, I like the Titanic.
2: Water but... stuff, but not shark stuff. Shark I'm stuff. I'm learning. Water stuff.
1: Well, no, that's not true. Deep Blue Sea, love Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, you know, can get me with a shark stuff, just you know, a certain brand I'm not interested in. But yeah, so that that's where my that was bare bones, like my my reason for picking underwater really boiled down to just, okay, cool, uh, sea creatures, yes, uh Ali, what about you what was your thought process throughout the three?
3: uh by the time I voted, it didn't really matter, but um, I had not seen any of those three films. uh I picked underwater solely because there might be sharks in it,
1: oh God damn it, Ally,
3: that was the only reason. <laughs>
1: No shark in, in the whole fucking thing. Either, no by sharks. Way. Spoiler. Not one shark.
3: I would have rather watched Titanic 666. I think they would have had
2: sharks. <laughs> Allie rating this on IMDb later. Zero <laughs> out of ten, no sharks.
1: <laughs> Allie based all movie viewings on the amount of sharks.
3: Rate them based on how many sharks. This is a zero shark movie. Kat, don't
4: spoil your review section yet. <laughs> Allie has time to still type something up. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so we went with Underwater, obviously, and my question, maybe we could just start with this, that I asked, and uh, it wasn't like Shade on the movie or nothing, it's just, you know, the type of movie it is, I asked, is it a horror movie, and that was a serious question, because, you know, a lot of, especially movies around this time, and even just like modern movies in general, the term horror is so vague, and you know, like movies like this, usually tend to lean more towards action than horror. And Chris assured me it was a horror movie, and I, I would vote that yes, this is a horror movie. But I want to know, what you guys, do, do you think it did a good job of achieving that horror title?
2: Good job is a weird phrase. I, I agree that it's a horror movie. Yeah. I, uh, I think. I think it's weird, though, to, if it was, I don't even know how to phrase this, I, I think if what it wanted to do was be scary, I, I don't know how I feel about that, but I do think that the existential questions that it asks kind of default categorize it as horror, and, and I mean, they do other things really well, too, that kind of push it further into that category, Um, other than just, you know kind of landing there by default. Like it has that very claustrophobic feel at times. Um it, the special effects did some work. There were some very tense scenarios. Like it, it it amps it up. But I do think I I don't get the impression that this was like we're going to make a horror movie. You know what I mean? Like I don't think that was the objective at any point.
1: Okay.
3: Yeah. Like I'll put it in the horror category, but it doesn't feel I don't it is more of a thriller than anything like if you're going to call Jaws a horror movie I guess you call this a horror movie too if that makes sense but uh, it was it's a horror movie yeah I'll call it that
1: yeah it's I I think the question of is it a horror movie is this is more of like if somebody you hear somebody say watch it you want to watch a scary movie And, you know, like Kat kind of mentioned it already, like overall, does it scare you? No, but, but I think this classifies as a quote scary movie. And I think it, it does that because of some of the moments that they had, they, that Kat mentioned where they're crawling through shit and like that. That's uncomfortable. It, It had a lot of moments where it was, it was a little subtle and you have to really put yourself in their scenario to understand some of it but a lot of stuff man like the score like there was a lot of like they did a good job with accompanying you know sounds and like that audio side of things that you know that could make or break stuff like I mentioned last week with Joyride like a lot of the chase scenes the music could have been darker which would have went a long way as stupid as it might sound you know like I feel like stuff like that matters and they hit that on here you know, like a lot of a lot of it was dark, and and it hit those horror tones.
2: I I don't think that's stupid at all. I think that's yeah. like really valid because even if it's done really well, it's something we're not picking up on, but it helps add a lot to that experience, like in yeah. the background. I I completely agree.
4: So let me defend my pick here, just uh-huh. from my point of view. I felt yeah. this one in a lot of ways towed a lot of lines of. Various horror subgenres, if we're going back to the long discussed and celebrated Greg, it crossed into being, you know, the ex- existential horror, like Kat mentioned. It was a disaster horror in a lot of ways, at least is how the movie initially starts out, and that's what you're thinking you're getting yourself into. The environment itself is intensely hostile. Mm-hmm to everything in the in the movie. Now, again, if you're listening to this, and you haven't watched it, you know, spoiler alerts going from here on out. It turns into, I feel, an interesting creature feature that would be on kind of almost calling back to like uh, some of the older, like deep ocean horror movies, like, uh, I'm going to mess up the title, but uh, like Deep Star Six.
2: Okay. Hey.
4: Where on Earth, the ocean is the last real unexplored yeah. frontier. It's nobody, know. you know, what we know of what's down there is minimal. And maybe we dig too deep. Maybe we go too far. Maybe we unearth something that never should have been unleashed.
1: Oh, absolutely.
4: Yeah. So I feel it starts out as a beautifully filmed disaster scene for its opening sequence. That opening sequence is hands down one of my favorites as far as like a like a big disaster set piece and then it turns into just the characters fear of having to go out into an environment that can kill them at a moment's notice in all their preparations no matter what they do they can be damned without even it even being an accident on their fault and then and then you throw in the creatures and suddenly it's it's now sharks coming out of volcanoes. You know, it's
1: whoa, 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 like, whoa, whoa, now. Whoa.
4: <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you've already taken one dangerous scenario. And like, now let's just ramp it up to 11.
1: That was something I noted. Uh, it boiled. Down. I have it under the, is it a horror movie? Cause obviously I wanted to ask that to you guys and what it boiled down to at the end of the day, can they make a creature, a legit creature feature that was going to be, the the end all be all for that question and if they can you know this whole horror discussion and it being a horror movie in general it can they make a creature feature and that especially for newer horror movies i feel is super hard to fucking achieve for some reason
2: Can we talk about the creature feature element for a second that's the one so i I do kind of agree with Chris. Um, I think one of the best things about this movie is that it draws on an evolving source of fear. You know, there's like that very panicked opening and then it gets into, you know, more personal and more philosophical fears. Uh, I think horror movies that work really well, especially in the more modern horror era have that fear that's coming from different places. The one thing that really did not, well, The biggest thing that I think didn't work for me in this movie, I have one other complaint of. (laughs) But I think my biggest issue with it, though, was as a creature feature. Because I think a really good creature feature either has a killer design or will not show you the creature. And this movie seemed determined to do both. It was like, look at how amazing our creatures look. Now don't see them anymore. They're in the dark. And it's like, there were, which is fine. Because there are some... There are some creature features that have gotten away with this, with having really epic design and knowing just exactly how much they can show it. Um, my issue with Underwater is that there are scenes where I felt like we were supposed to be really impressed by the visuals, and these very often were the same scenes that were not lit well or that were very obscured. And, you know, like the camera would pan. There, there were a couple scenes. It felt kind of like I was looking at an ultrasound, you know? Where everyone's like, ooh, look at the baby, but I don't see the baby because I'm an idiot. Um, and like this movie had elements like this. Like, there would be a lot of really like impactful emotional moments, you know, where the camera would pan over, but they'd be like out in the suits and on the seafloor and like looking around. And I had and it was so watery, like I didn't know what was going on. And I think that could be a really effective vibe for a creature feature, but like they chose their moments so strangely you know and then and i was like okay well they're probably doing it because they don't have great creature effects like this wasn't a super high budget thing but then we saw the creatures and i was like holy shit show these things off you know like what are you doing
4: and the creatures we do eventually get shown off were not even the first or second variations
2: right like they have intricate Varied evolved creature designs, you know. There's like a whole mythos of these creatures, and we wasted a lot of shots to show them off. <laughs>
4: I'll, I'll, I, I like the way they presented the creatures. The clinger, mm-hmm. you know, up till that point, you only saw like through a window, and then, you know, in the in the shadowy haze, out just barely entering inside their visible range of their flashlights. Mm-hmm. And then you, when they were on the big Godlight antenna, you got your first real good look at what a cl- what a clinger was. I felt they built up to its reveal exceptionally, but paying attention to the tones of it, like you, you kind of knew that it was not going to be the end evolution and the final creature design for the behemoth, or I've even heard it, co- you know, co- you know, nicknamed codenamed Cthulhu.
2: It did have those Cthulhu vibes.
4: It, I, that was eventually what their their character their creature evolution evolved to because originally they were all designed to mimic uh, kind of like more horrific versions of like deep sea creatures like they were looking originally at like deep sea octopuses or like the anglerfish or the blobfish even
0: mm-hmm.
4: and then it was really when they got to the goblite scene and uh, the uh, when they were doing it the they had a stunt performer in a black suit crawling around on it. And they just thought the more humanoid appearance of it was a lot more creepier. So they eventually evolved it to be more of what the Clinger became in the movie. But the original like behemoth design was originally just a, it was essentially kind of like what you would take it almost out of like a Greek mythology, like a big Kraken face with, tentacles coming off the back of it and eventually evolved into that giant behemoth or titan, you know, whatever monster terminology you want to use. And the fact that you you got to see a decent amount of the behemoth, but you never got to see the whole thing. It was it it was kind of reminiscent of what was it, the 2018 or 2016 legendary Godzilla movie where you kind of you kind of at first only got to see Godzilla backdropped in the background with Lights or explosions briefly silhouetting his body. Mm-hmm. No, and it gave you enough that you you knew what you were looking at, but you're like, I want, I, I. In my opinion, I wanted to see more, but it made sense for the environment because that deep down, the all the only lights you were going to get are artificial. And I, I mean, light doesn't travel that well through water.
2: I, I, I agree that it made sense not seeing the full thing. For the environment that they had, but it's just, it felt like they were working against themselves because hands down, the best part of this movie is the creature design. And it takes place in an environment in a setup where we don't get to see much of it, you know, and that was.
4: I agree, especially the final, the the final creature, the behemoth, like, yeah, you don't, you don't get this. You don't get the satisfying moment of it breaching the water and, you know, going on to attack Tokyo like Godzilla would. (laughs) no you you only get what you got get in this and it's at the deepest darkest depths of (laughs) earth like the only people on the planet that can go that far is james cameron in his special submarine
2: which i think is a genius move if you don't have (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) that comes back
4: (laughs) the old the old the only people that can go down there yeah and come back successfully.
1: There's five other people that can go down there, but they you know coming <laughs> back is the tricky part, yes, that's true.
4: But you need something more than a Logitech controller.
1: No, that that, that controller survived, man. That's the best part of that whole fucking sub. What do you mean? <laughs> it's still down there, intact. Somehow. I don't know how, but that's the fucking thing that survived it. So Ali, what did you think of the the creature designs? you they nailed it?
3: I couldn't really see him. All right. So the, the middle-sized monster, why does it have legs? Like, it had legs, right? Like an underwater sea creature? I get they maybe. wanted to make it humanoid <laughs> to be creepy, but why does it have legs?
4: The design was originally based off being a parasite, but yeah, it having two legs as opposed to even maybe more of like a mermaid design.
3: Yeah. I thought maybe it was a mermaid at first. I couldn't really see it. But then I'm like, no, those are fucking legs. Why? Why are you walking around?
2: I did get really excited for a second because I thought there were going to be just like, an- <laughs> I thought there's going to be an army of killer mermaids. And it's like, <laughs> yes.
3: That would have been better. That would have made more sense than someone with legs walking around it. Oh, God, I wrote the depth down because that followed me, too. <laughs> uh, it was like 6.9 miles down.
2: Starbucks which... accurate mermaids, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah,
3: I I didn't really see much of the creature, and what I did see, I was kind of disappointed in, so I, I don't think it really paid off how they hoped it would.
1: Well, wait, were you disappointed visually, or just what they did, if that question makes any sense, you know what I mean?
3: I don't know, it's like you're watching Jaws, and you're waiting the whole time for the shark to show up, and then the shark's disappointing talking a lot about sharks,
2: but, you and know. Then the shark has two legs. And the shark <laughs> like, has legs,
3: <laughs> and it's walking around 6.9 miles under the ocean surface. Like, it didn't, I don't know. The character design bothered me a little bit.
1: It sounds like something you guys would watch, though, to be fair.
3: I would, watch but it's not what I was expecting.
4: I mean, if she wants, if Allie wants something like that, she can just watch
1: Cocaine Shark. Or Sharktopus. <laughs> oh, God, no, 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 ooh. no, 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 ooh, 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 <laughs> oh. no, 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 no. Uh, okay, no, uh, I I'm in between, uh, you guys' camps here, because as far as the creatures go, I think they looked phenomenal. What they did looked great. I was a little disappointed of what they chose to do, because what they decided to do, they did flawlessly, as far as execution. But I I was kind of hoping for more of uh uh, an aquatic, you know, like, like, a, like kind of what you were talking about earlier, Chris. Like, the octopus would have been like a, a fucking mutated octopus would have been cool as shit. An angler fish like, I don't know, like, even, hell, even a shark. Like, if they had a really fucking weird, dope looking shark, all right, cool. But they didn't. And I think that's because I, the reason I chose this, I love fucking underwater shit and, and aqu- marine life and all that stuff. So I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna see some really fucking funky look like all and that in itself, kind of what you guys were talking about earlier too. Just like, what the fuck's down there, man? I, I always, every time Deep Sea comes up, even on this show, I always say that, what the fuck is down there? And a movie like this gives you, uh, kind of like, uh, like VR goggles into, you know, what could be down there like they had all this money and they spent it to make the shit look like we were actually down there and I was hoping for that I was hoping for like you know those those things in the deepest parts of the fucking world that don't want to be seen so they go down there and only they can live down there we fucking don't know and they didn't do that but you know like I'm not super like I said I'm getting a look at cool creatures, you know. So like I'm not gonna be mad, mad, but like disappointed was a good word, Allie. I mean I, I, and again, it had nothing to do with their actual appearance because what they created looked great. I just wish they would have went a different route, if that makes any sense.
4: I get I get what you're going for there, especially at the very least, like the Klinger design. Like when I, you know, mentioned like they could have gone for kind of a like a fucked up mermaid look and still yeah, have like cool, the, yeah. the, the and still kept like the parasite feel.
3: Yeah. Yeah, like the clinger gave me like underwater vibes for sure. And then yeah, I'm like, when I saw like the mid tier leg thing, <laughs> I was like, Wait, is it like alien? Are the aliens then? Like, is this alien?
4: The mid tier, when we're talking about that, that is the clingers.
3: No, I thought the clingers were like the little baby ones.
4: No, that's just that's just the pupil form.
3: Oh. Okay, well, that's what I'm talking about. and then I saw the the clingers, I guess, the middle one,
4: yeah, the clingers were like the the adult form, the adult form.
3: That's where I'm like, well, are they supposed to be like aliens then because it was giving me alien vibes with like the little like face hugger looking baby thing.
4: And for the limited amount that we actually know and have under seen from that deep, things that deep in the ocean. Might as well be aliens. That's fair. They're they're so foreign that they're life forms that have adapted to living at such intense pressures that they're not something that we would be accustomed to even thinking about, like from our perspective of life on on this planet. That, like, if you ever seen what a blobfish looks like, that's usually a blobfish that has been brought to the surface and their body's not accustomed to not being under that much pressure.
3: Yeah, it turns out they're but, not blobs when they're down where they're supposed to be.
4: <laughs> yeah, they are they're freaky ass looking fish, they're <laughs> freaky ass looking fish, but they make sense for their environment. Whereas the fish that we have like eat on the surface, like some of the shit down there makes, you know, barracudas look like, you know, care bears.
3: That's fair. Still the humanoid shape with the with the legs still bothers me nonetheless. Even if they are underwater creatures or aliens, either way. And I
4: think I think that's eventually the route that they went to, because eventually, like like I said, the final boss monster was
3: like originally
4: called the Behemoth, and then it was also kind of given the code name Cthulhu. And they kind of wanted to go for an elder god look, an elder god feel, like something that would come out of a Lovecraft type type story.
3: Yeah, I can see that. It's very Lovecraftian for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, very I, I thought it started off. Um I, I don't think I took down the exact line, but pretty much um uh I, I forget the character. I'm I'm terrible with character names. Uh main character absolutely gorgeous too by the way. That is a beautiful fucking that woman is beautiful. Nora? Yeah, oh man. Uh, who was cool. played by? I think it was Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Oh, that mm-hmm. is. Oh, that's. Ah, oh, damn it. Yeah. Son of a bitch. I feel dirty. No, now. like I,
4: Kristen Stewart's look and appearance in the show. I will give them this, and it's maybe part of the reason at the time when the movie first came out, it became one of my. Favorite horror movies at the time, and it might just be because of Ripley because she gave me kind of Ripley vibes. Like, I'm sorry, like any any lady who's concerned about her appearance, I'm, you could be a short hair queen, in my, apparent, in my opinion.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I didn't, I didn't realize that was Christian Stewart. I forgot Christian Stewart I forgot she was in here. Damn, oh, big good.
3: Eminem fan, huh?
1: She looked like some shady. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but she had a line uh, when she had her, I don't know, little dia- the dialogue that she had to open up the movie. And she said, um, underwater and, and you lose all sense of day and night. And I don't know, man, it's just something about it. And it might've been how they delivered it and presented it that helped with that. But yeah, like they like the creatures aside, like you know, that was its own thing in an added layer, a big layer, but just being the environment, there,
4: the environment yeah. itself is almost a character because oh, absolutely because one of the one of the character themes in in Nora's case and then also the captain's was if you wanted to get away from your life and you wanted to avoid any semblance of your old, of your old life and you wanted to get away from anything that was causing you pain you go that deep down it's it's no longer earth you're in a you're in a whole other planet at that point
1: yeah yeah and to honestly i think the creatures like in a movie like this the environment is worse than the creatures because at least you have a fighting chance against the creatures i mean not that much sure but anything goes wrong in that environment you're fucked period end of story
4: and there was two times in this movie where they just showed like yeah any anything goes wrong that that environment will kill you in a flash, like, like uh, just them going into the uh, the diving room, yeah. And that door opened. And that guy's helmet failed, and it was just yeah. like, I mean, to not keep bringing up a uh, semi recent events. That amount of pressure, done cracking open a crack, cracking open a dive suit. It goes that fast. There's been real life examples of that in reverse if you've ever heard of the uh, Bifort Dolphin incident and it's it's not pretty what that amount of pressure in either direction does to the human body
1: No, 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 no man, done instantly, nothing you can do maybe maybe we can talk about it now but how do you guys think they worked with it? Because that's part of what interests me about, you know, the whole underwater thing and everything like that. Like, cause it's, it's just, there's zero for something so complicated. You got so many, especially a movie like this, this these fucking suits that I don't even think exist, you know? And
3: they definitely like, do not exist. Yeah. <laughs> I spent so long trying to figure out exactly how deep they were and how plausible any of it was. It was a little too long. The
4: they were not at the bottom of the Mariana trench but they were they were deeper than most uh of these types of movies go like
3: yeah the only I measurement I could see in the movie at one point was that they were 6.9 miles deep for reference the Titanic is 2.5 miles deep
4: and I think that was when they were still on the original station and then they
3: and had to take in. the
4: elevator down another like 800 yeah. meters. That amount of water on top of you and encompassing you in all directions.
3: I don't care what kind of suits they have. I don't think that's plausible. No,
4: it's essentially the same thing. Like in space, like one design flaw, one flaw in the that's material. It. Anything. You're, you're 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 Dunyan rings. Like it's over. Anything, man. And in the case of the captain, even if they're designed for that. That depth, something goes out of the norm as in, say, rising too fast and the suit yeah. can't regulate pressure fast enough. Yeah. Same thing happens. Like, shit's going to go wrong and sideways real fast.
1: With all that being said, uh, yeah, they ran into issues with that, sure. But honestly, I think overall, they handled that situation very well.
2: So, I, I, it's not that I disagree, but I feel like it was an example of the movie being a little bit overambitious. Like, there are scenes, for sure, of, I think we've already just kind of listed all of them. Like, with the technical malfunctions and the atmosphere, where, like, the setting really, really increases fear that is existing already in the scene. But I've feel like it would have been more effective if we had focused on it a little bit more. I, I do kind of feel like there were times where the movie tried to take on maybe more than it could handle. Um, and the making the full use of the atmosphere was one of those things. I kind of would have preferred to see more of a descent style approach where we just are left with that oppressiveness for a larger part of the opening in the movie. Uh, just to kind of establish that baseline a little bit longer before we get into the creatures, uh, w- which is kind of, I, and this delves into my other issue, I guess, which was with the cast. Um, I, I don't think any one person did like a terrible job in this, but I feel like they were just kind of trying to tackle a few too many vibes. Like the look of the movie was very serious. We had these really emotional, kind of melodramatic. Thriller moments (laughs) recurring throughout the movie. We had a comic relief guy. And and I think they just kind of I I think they didn't quite know what they wanted to do, you know, and the atmosphere kind of felt like one of those things like this could have been straight up atmospheric horror with no creatures. Mm -hmm. uh, And I I wouldn't have liked that better. But I do wish that they had given you that feeling that it was going to be for a little while longer before they moved on. Um, I think that would have made it more effective. I don't think they could have done that. And had all of the character vibes that they had because like, they they tried to tackle a lot here, you know. At
4: least with not bloating out the runtime of the film,
2: yeah. And I'll, i I'll, yeah. I'll give i'll <laughs> give
4: you that i'll give you fleshing out maybe some more of the characters, like T.J. Miller's character, who was the comic relief of this. Mm-hmm. Maybe to explain, even like offhandily or like as off comments, like why he was as kooky as he was.
2: Yeah. And he wasn't even, like, that funny. He just did pop culture references, which, like, when you're doing a slasher is fine because you're already, kind. you're going in expecting there to be a pop culture guy or a comic relief guy or whatever, but in, like, a serious drama, you know, in a serious well, environmental film, uh, he felt a little bit more out of place.
4: It felt more like the guy who is willing to engage, especially, like, in Gallo's humor of the situation is he's, he's in. It's There's a, it's not so much a common running trope in Spider-Man, but there's a trait of it that when he's not cracking jokes is when the situation has gone horribly wrong. You kind of get that. I kind of get that same feel with uh, TJ Miller's character that if he was not cracking jokes to try to, break the mood or the tension that he's the stress that he's in Mm -hmm. that maybe that's when he's about to break which you know spoiler alert he doesn't live that long to get to that point that we never got we never get to the point where he would reach his breaking point where there's other characters who you would think we would have gotten that point and it would have gone you know trope wise it would have gone horribly wrong for them but they avoided that trope and
2: i some tropes exist for a reason though <laughs> like some of them help for tonal consistency and i think that's the thing if he'd had that breaking point you know then it I, i'm not saying it would have been that much better but i think it kind of would have justified having a character like that as is i really just felt like he confused the vibe that the movie was going for Um, Because it is a hard to classify experience.
4: And as far as his character goes, like there is one decision that I'm in some ways glad they backed out of because originally, uh, nobody's brought it up yet, but his thing was being very protective about that stuffed rabbit, that whole movie.
2: Oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Allie's going to bring it up.
4: (laughs) There is a cut of the film. Where the rabbit is real. <laughs>
2: and That's not what I thought
3: you were gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Way to ruin trivia. God damn it.
4: <laughs> and it's it's one of those things like they flesh out his character a little more. Maybe it would have explained why that rabbit was so important to him or whatnot. But in both cuts of the film it's the rabbit is is just there as part of his character. It's a prop. It'd be like taking away props from Carrot Top. It would just take away part of his character. But he's just not get due to the fact he gets taken out of the movie so quickly, we're just not given enough time with him to explore
1: more of what he was. Uh, I'm not mad. The comic relief aspect of it, I thought the dude was funny. He was talking about shit in his pants. Uh, the whole bunny thing. He was like, here, if you don't take care of it, I'm going to come back and haunt you something like that. Whatever he said. Uh, I think the problem with it is in a situation like that, I'd have killed that motherfucker <laughs> early. Like the first time he fucked around as a joke, I would have probably killed him. I, I liked him cause he was funny and he was so different. Like everyone, God damn. I haven't talked about that. Emma bitch yet. Good Lord. Did she talk about killing somebody? Oh, I, I will get to her eventually.
4: You're talking about, you're talking about the nervous chick, right?
1: Yeah. She okay. should have been dead. Emily? Yeah.
4: Or Emily. The, the, but this, to be fair, also, one of my favorite TJ Miller moments in that film is literally when they go to, they go, they stop to go check on the escape pod that they get the distress signal from. He, and he's like, All right, Emily, suit up. It's your turn. Like, No, so. She's funny. like, What? <laughs> and it, it, she's like, What? No, I'm just kidding.
1: Hell <laughs> uh, no.
2: He was my favorite. I do think a really good example of my issue with him Uh, not even with him because I think he's a fine character my my issue with his inclusion in the movie I think was something really well they go in and they're working on the suits and he plays the uh the Taylor Swift song uh (laughs) yeah and it it's one of those like it's one of those I could see this be but then he's like oh I'll compromise I'll turn it down and it's like I think that's kind of what they did to him they turned him down like they didn't let him be quite ridiculous enough that everything landed that he was trying to do. And we didn't really have him long enough that he could have moments that didn't land, you know, like if we'd had him longer, I think it would have been kind of a funnier movie. It would have almost more of like a Pacific Rim style. Okay. We're doing the sci-fi thing, you know, which I, it would have been a different vibe for the movie. I'm not saying it would have been a better vibe for the movie, but he would have made more sense as a character. And I just, that brief inclusion of him.
4: And using other roles that he's been in, it'd almost be like taking him and Ryan Reynolds from Deadpool and you know toning them down or cutting back their screen time significantly. Yeah. It's like if you're going to try to have fun beats in a in a movie. It needs to be a consistent tone. That and he's he you bring you kind of bring TJ Miller, and I mean, granted, he he's had his controversies that made him kind of unemployable, but he's an odd and weird enough guy that you can use him to be the oddball character and he will melt into that role seamlessly like if you want somebody that kind of have that awkward style humor he'll do it and it doesn't matter i mean i mean he basically had his whole ass hanging out at one point in this movie and he's just like (laughs) oh damn these are ripped too
3: (laughs) he's my favorite he's my favorite part of the movie he just he's that guy that just can't take anything seriously you know there are people like that that are gonna make those jokes at inappropriate times, and he just happens to be underwater in a disaster, and I loved it.
4: Considering the deaths in this movie, he has one of the most.
3: Oh, the most gruesome, probably
4: most gruesome. But I'll I'll, I'll say second most shocking. But that one goes to the decompression scene. But his is just brutal. He he he's in this big armored dive suit, and he literally gets torn out through a leg hole like
3: entirely yeah
4: oh like the comic relief guy in this movie does not catch a break
3: he, well not really <laughs> not in the sense that you mean yeah he broke out of that suit though
4: let's put it this way shelly got a much easier way out in friday compared to compared to him in this movie yeah he um
1: and that's what i mean man like they the, a lot of the kills didn't have to have to be you know like that was just part of their environment, you know, like I, I i don't know. Like I said before, they they did a good job with working with it. But but let's be honest, if you're making a movie, you can't play a hundred percent by those rules. Like it's just impossible. And maybe uh I, I think Kat mentioned it with them maybe going doing a little too much. They were trapped in that scenario because of what they were doing because you know you look at like that that um, I don't even know what to call it, like that that, that hub that they were at underwater. We've seen something similar to that in Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea, they were focused on the sharks, so it's not like it was that far down underwater. Like it was just, you know, enough underwater to where, you know, like they can do whatever they need to do with these sharks. And, you know, that's not going to kill you if you're out in that water. So it's a lot less restrictive than this but if you're like their concept is the shit no one fucking knows about and you gotta go that deep for it
3: it's alien but underwater
2: and that it, it, it does feel like alien underwater and that's kind of one of the things with like the plausible deniability it's uh, again I think they did a really good job balancing these two elements considering that they were balancing them but it yeah. felt like the movie was working against itself because it's like here's this thing where we're going to describe to you the audience how quickly something can go wrong and like the, you know, the tiny, tiny errors that can kill you down here. But also we're going to have space suits for the sea where you can just walk around (laughs) out there. And it's like the deniability here is not quite, and they did a really good job for what they were doing, but it was like, we're going to hinge this on this very, realistic thing um that involves science and then we're gonna say fuck you science we're going out in suits we're walking two miles on the bottom of the ocean let's
3: go
4: and i'm i'll give this the suits that they had designed all the credit in the world because there's two things i'll give them this like when they put those suits on like if they for the scenes that they had to film if they had to put the full suit on that's a hundred pounds of suit that they were trapped in for hours and it took about a half hour to get out of if I'm remembering correctly yeah they were not comfortable to wear
1: no no. and then
4: two, and then too uh, just design wise I thought they were magnificent um, like yeah. if you've ever uh, I don't know if any of you are big StarCraft fans but like if you see saw like the initial trailers for StarCraft 2 like it looks like almost like the space marine armor that the that the Terrence wear, like that th- they were not light, they were not sissy armor. And I appreciate it at the very least, unlike other deep seas horror movies, that they're not kind of doing just modifications unlike like the old Bell Dive suits, that these are almost looking like exosuits or power armor.
1: Yeah.
2: And yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Like with what they were doing, they made the absolute most of it it's just one of those story crafting decisions where they made it harder on themselves than they needed to, you know? Yeah, but
1: but they needed to.
2: But they didn't need to. Like so that's a plot point, you know, where it, it I'm not saying it shouldn't have existed, but it's like when your concept is underwater like deep sea horror movie, you can take that any direction you want you know and you could have gone like if you're wanting to do a suit like that you even if you're wanting to do like a power armor suit like that you can have like a full science fiction like thriller feel and they're like no we're going to ground this in like reality and give you the full fear of the ocean uh and and be serious and atmospheric about it but also we're going to do the power suit like i you know it's just one of those things where it's like they didn't pare down ideas for this and it made it a lot harder than it strictly needed to be. And I I think considering that they did, they did the uh, sleek suits, uh, not sleek, but like they, they did the high tech suit design. Uh, they did the atmospheric horror. They had different underwater location travel. Like they did pull all of it off, but from a concept standpoint, I think it was too much. You know, I, I I think it was very ambitious. They did a jack of all trades instead of excelling in one of these areas. I think is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, I I don't think they could have achieved the full because it's so hard. Because how do you do it? Like it's impossible to do without some sort of escaping that that facility. Because then it's just them running around a facility, and you see stuff behind glass and. You know, it's going to break it and then you die instantly. But there's no way for anything. And, you know, see, that's again... kind
2: of what I, uh, and again, it's not what I wanted specifically out of underwater, but it is something that I would watch. You know, like I think there needs to be an atmospheric, you're trapped, nihilistic sea movie. Like uh, that's, that's a real thing. And they could have done it with this. They had the budget. They had the, I think at one point they had the desire because you can see elements of it in this movie that we got. And I'm not mad that they went a different way. It's just like, I, you know, you're saying that it wouldn't have been an option and it would not have been an option to tell this story. But like when they were at the drawing board, a thousand percent, that was something they could have done.
1: Yeah. I like what it added though. I I like that they were out there and you can't see shit, you know, like that added so much more of a feel to what they had going on like that 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 those scenes of and again you know say feel how you feel about the creatures but the scenes of the darkness and the water and then all of a sudden one of those little motherfuckers run by and you're out there and anything can go wrong and you're instantly dead like it just it added like i said the the environment to me was way worse than the creatures way worse And the creatures were bad. Like, you had a lot to worry about. But like I said, you stand a chance against those creatures. A slim one. But you, that environment, they they did a really good job of immersing you in it. And maybe it's just an unwinnable game that they were playing.
4: I mean, when it comes to the creatures and their threat, like, I mean, they were not one-on-one. They're not invincible. Like, as we saw, like, on the the Goblite where uh, the captain with his knife was able to do a significant amount of damage to one. Yeah. And then the flare gun at the near the end of the movie, you know, punched straight through one. Yeah, You know, they're not, it, they at least avoided the trope of that you see like in a lot of like other sci-fi or comic book movies where creatures down that deep are because they're so accustomed to such high pressure that they're virtually bulletproof and whatnot. Like, no, they're not bulletproof, but they're fast and strong enough that they're able to take not only a you know to snatch a human but snatch a human in essentially 150 pounds of of armored gear and just whip them around the ocean floor like a rag doll. It's like these were beasts of their own nature like one on one like they could have been they could have been in a like in a, like if you took one of the the clingers they could have been a a slasher movie villain.
1: Allie, how do you feel they handled the environment? Balance well, the environment
3: more? was the best part. I mean, the environment, like I think Chris said, is its own character for sure, and it's such a presence through the whole film. I mean, you can shoot one of those um, clinger guys. You could stab them. You can do a lot of stuff, but you can't do nothing to the ocean. I mean, the environment itself was, I think, done really well. Once again, I just had a hard time separating like i'm supposed to believe that this could happen with you're not fucking walking two miles at 6.9 miles in depth on the ocean floor yeah is where my problem comes up but i thought the environment was done really well like it looked really good
4: and they addressed the walking part when they were initially getting into the suits like what was it emily or whatever was like uh like, can you just take a moment to it to to agree that we could die going down there? And it was like, yeah, but it yeah. was a it was one of those impossible decisions that this was their chance. Was is there is is there a possibility it's all going to go wrong? Sure, it could go wrong the second they step out that door.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: But I mean,
3: that's fair. But I just felt like it should have. Then you know,
4: <laughs> it was either. Wait for the entire uh, entire uh, rig to implode on itself, or take your one shot at getting to an escape pod.
2: And it's that suspension of disbelief, like with the tone of the movie, where it's like if we'd had a comic relief guy and they had played this off like more of a thriller, I would have been more inclined to believe that those suits hold up at that depth. But <laughs> like, but they were, but the comic relief died, and they're doing like serious atmospheric stuff. And then they like they tease and they went the horror route and I respect them for it. But they took it a little bit too seriously. And then I had a tough time believing that the suits didn't just crumple in. You know what I mean? Like,
3: yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying.
2: (laughs) If it had been a B movie and they're like, we're putting on our diving suits and we could die or we could survive, you know, and they step out there and they fight an entire battle down there and the suits hold up i wouldn't have questioned
3: it yeah they can have a snorkel and some flippers on that's fine <laughs> but they <laughs> they made me believe that like it was like sci-fi kind of and like i'm supposed to take it real seriously so
1: uh there's no r- see i i i love that because yeah it's not you know it's a movie we're sitting and watching a movie like it's not real but it's nice that, like like I've always, like I said earlier, I always wonder what it's like down there. This was like an avenue to, you know, see a world of what it could be. And it's nice, man. Like, it's nice not seeing people in snorkels and flippers and pretending they're, you know, that far under the water and they're just in the deep end of an in-ground pool. You know, like, it's nice seeing reality put in. And and again, they, you, it's impossible to execute this pure reality like, it's just impossible but we're watching a movie you know we, we, we understand that considering that this movie was filmed
4: as a dry for wet style water film and that it was also filmed in a abandoned lows after a hurricane in new orleans like what they did i think they portrayed oh. the environment of being miles underwater essentially no hope for rescue exceptionally well
1: oh insanely I, well
2: I oh yeah i agree with too that well
1: <laughs> I,
2: how could it be too well B- because it because it was so atmospheric it was so like they did they opened the movie with kristen stewart doing her little spiel about being sad and timeless underwater or <laughs> uh but then like and then they create this atmosphere that is sad and timeless and hopeless and that ruined my, like, it It set such a high standard of my suspension of disbelief that it kind of ruined the rest of the movie in that regard. You know what I, like, I just, it felt so serious in some aspects and then so not serious in other aspects. And I think the atmosphere being done as well as it was made me expect a more serious, more hopeless, more contained movie and then when we, you know, involved the creatures, it felt like a different kind of movie. I, I don't, I don't, I again they shot themselves in the foot, like they were very ambitious. Uh, they did a lot of things that worked against themselves in this because I think they could have done that like real gritty, serious, claustrophobic horror movie perfectly because they nailed the atmosphere, and that's what you need to make something like that succeed. And they took it in a different direction. And even though I think they did as well as they could taking it in that direction there were casualties like there were stumbling blocks there were transition issues and one of the one of the biggest casualties of the movie was my suspension of disbelief with stuff like this cuz i i felt like i had gotten invested in a more serious film than what i got by the end when we're introducing the suits like i i don't know it's just they they tried to do a lot and i and i know i'm one of those people that ruins movies like this but it's
4: why do I get the feeling you're mad at Alien for the a slimy little crab being able to meld its way through a, fa- a face mask of an astronaut suit?
2: I am a little bit mad. At- <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> my least favorite part of Alien. But that's the thing, like uh, because Alien sets itself up so well, I my suspension of disbelief can be a little bit higher. Um, at, this movie sets it's up itself up really well. Like the atmosphere got me, and then it, it I, I felt like they pulled a bait and switch on me. <laughs> you know.
1: No, yeah, I I feel they played by their uh their own rules well enough. Like that if that kind of that what they did could be scientifically possible way higher up. You know, like obviously anything in, in just going down that far is impossible, sure, but you know, like that they that is that is all shit that can be done way higher up so it's like
3: you know way higher up
1: yeah
4: with the lore knowledge of the the movie taking place like in 2050 like
1: yeah that too
4: maybe in the next 30 or so years they develop the technology that yes they can make suits like that
2: so I think if you're going to use futuristic tech as a plot device though you need to set that shit up at the beginning and not as a easter egg in the credits (laughs) like and 2050 is not also is enough. The under underwater had no way of knowing that we were going to get dumber before we got smarter, to be <laughs> fair. But uh again, given recent events, I don't think we're gonna be there in 2015.
3: Absolutely not. No,
2: but
1: how but again, everybody's curious of what's down there. Like the fact that we have something that can show us, you know, uh, what could be.
3: Yeah, we're gonna have to wait for that next gen of Logitech controllers to come out though. That motherfucker know, is still be down out by there.
2: 2050.
1: That motherfucker's still down there. I'm just saying, it's still <laughs> down there.
2: Mikey joins an excavation team to pick up the Logitech controller. <laughs> Those
1: might have been Logitech suits,
4: honestly. I mean, considering how uh, one defect on him caused him to break down, I mean, yeah, it's essentially the controller you hand off your uh, little brother that you don't want to give him the good one.
1: I don't know, man. I, I liked it. i I like that they put us they gave us a glimpse of that you know they gave us a glimpse of something we'll never be able to see and i thought it was kind of cool um hundred
2: and fifty thousand dollars you sure can see it
1: well you you won't be able to to tell about (laughs) it i could watch this again (laughs) yeah that's a one-time experience but again like that's kind of why the you know, that whole Titan thing blew up the way it did. I mean, you know, also because it was completely fucking stupid, sure, but, uh, stupidity aside, it's, you know, kind of fucking, you know, the the thought, like, I, if I had a 100% chance of not dying, or James Cameron's submarine at the least, I'd go down there. That tin can, no, but, you know, it's just the curiosity of it, like, and maybe it's me, because that, like, when I, was, when I was little, I wanted to be a marine biologist. Um, a lot of marijuana and lost brain cells since then obviously prevented that from happening. But it was always, like, that's always been me, man. Like, that underwater, like, that's for me. Like, this movie, it lost me towards the end, I'll admit. But, dude, I was there for every set. Like, that shit, like, I, there were parts where, not got scared, but, you know, like, where it's like, holy shit, man, like, they're out there in complete, blackness that's fucking terrifying.
4: And if you wanted at least to simulate that, I mean there's a couple games that I feel may have been you know inspired or used as inspiration for this movie. Like there's uh Soma and Narcosis oh, yeah. that are that both take place deep underwater and they all have like Subnautica less so subnautica maybe endgame it gets to that level but uh like narcosis and soma both are essentially like you're as deep as it's gonna get like like white is a thing that you bring with you not something that's present
1: that's it man that's it and that was why like when that titan thing was happening was like you know yeah sure you know where they were going but like they could have floated like anywhere and it's not just depth of high and low, it's left and right. They could literally be floating. Oh, they exploded immediately. But when they thought they were a- alive, possibly, they could have been floating in blackness anywhere. And again, what the fuck's down there? You don't know. And all the, and the, the technical issues. To me, like shit like that is terrifying. So again, maybe that's because it hits me. But I've I've always been an aquatic kind of guy. Alright, real quick, because I mean, we. if I, I don't know how much everyone else has to say about but I have to get this out. That Emily
2: girl? Mm-hmm.
1: That bitch. I hate her? <laughs> I hate her? I fucking hate her.
2: My favorite part of this movie was watching Emily get punched. That, that was the oh, thing yeah. that kind of brought me back to the movie where it was like, hands down, excellent.
1: <laughs> the best part of the movie, by far. Punch her again. Okay, the, forget about the fact that she is the like. I, I, you're in a fucked up situation, lady. Mm-hmm. I, I'd probably be acting like her too. But you, you, this is your job. You go down there for a living. You, calm down. And it's the forget about her being a pain in the ass the whole way through. All right, fine. But the, the fact when when Nora was trying to talk to her, when she's like you know talking to herself, about to kill herself, however the hell she was, whatever she was doing. Yeah. You ignore me. <laughs> that long like they're in a the big suit like I'm motherfucker I'm talking to you and she had a tackle her and she's still talking and no, oh I would have ripped her helmet off and left her there
4: I was gonna ask if you were talking about that scene like yeah I, I thought because she had to switch suits maybe her microphone wasn't working in the old mm-hmm. the old cap, the old captain suit but
1: no she was just not paying attention I mean but it worked <laughs> she could have been in a full
4: Full, full blown uh, mental break at that moment. I don't care, but uh, I could
1: be dying and screaming for your help, motherfucker! You listen to me. Oh, I would have, I'd have ripped her helmet off.
4: But she was the character, like as far as like, if you are picking tropes, especially when they were in the moon pool, about to go into, about to go into the water. Like, oh, this bitch, th- this bitch is dead. She, she's gonna go, but she surprisingly pulls through the movie. Like, would not believe it. At Nora is at least able to get her focused enough to get her to the end of the road, but Ugh. but My we lose people like T- but, but we lose like people like TJ Miller and the Captain, which the Captain his was a noble sacrifice, and as you learn to find out, he was the one that had the least to lose. Kind of a theme in the movie is the people who had the least to lose in this movie were the ones that were the most determined to make sure that everybody else made it out okay. Mm. But uh yeah, like Emily, like with her panic attacking and whatnot, but the one thing that thinking about it is like if you're going into a deep sea, I guess mining rig or whatever you want to call, yeah, what ge- geothermal uh, harvesting it would be, you think m- minor a minor in deep sea diving would be, yeah, a requisite course you' yeah. would have to take. Yeah. Because at least, Nora, at least Nora, like, they explain, like, she's a mechanical engineer. Like, she's not a computer whiz, she's not a diver, she's not even a miner. But she knows her way around mechanical yeah. things. So it makes sense that she's able to at least work on and fix and patch up the, the, the suits when she gets the chance. I forget the other character's name, the one Emily is dragging across the ocean. Like, they don't really go into what they do, but, like, he's... Taken out kind of early, but you know he makes it because they they drag his They're crippled ass along. Ass, yeah. Despite the fact his suits his suits air filter is heavily damaged,
1: and, and there is no way Emily is keeping anybody alive. Anybody, nobody, just no. I, oh God, I hated her.
4: She she got herself and him out just in, for lack of a better term, panic determination like. The only thing she had at that point was to keep walking forward because there was no going back once the Kepler exploded. No, she should have been
1: dead. Man. And, and yeah, when, when when she punched her, oh, I cheered, Cat, I was so happy.
2: I, I laughed out loud. And it's because, so this was, I think, their best uh, trope subversion of the thing. There's always that scene, uh, and I feel like I see it in thrillers as often as horror movies, but where people are like, Uh, Where one doesn't want to leave the other one behind, you know, in in the survival situation, you know, and there's usually, like, they grab them and they say something, like, really dramatic, and I kept waiting for it, but I do always secretly want to see one just punch the other. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I was so satisfied uh, watching Kristen Stewart just deck Emily in the face, and then uh, she's trying to put her into the pot, and she's like, I'm sorry, but, like, she, as she's still folding her up, Um, that was excellent. That's top-tier filmmaking
1: right there. Uh, oh, fuck, man. And then, that, yeah, that's the, you're
2: arguing with
1: me right now? What the fuck? We're about to get out of here, maybe. Come
2: on, go. I'm saving your life. I've had to drag you through this entire ocean, and now you want to risk my time figuring out how to save my pod? Get in your fucking pod. Go up there. <laughs> I'm yeah. done with Get you. out of here. I would have punched oh. her a lot sooner, honestly.
1: I would have punched her and left her there. I wouldn't have <laughs> stuffed her in the butt. I would have left her ass. Oh, my God. Now you want to talk to me? I was trying to talk to you over there. I could have been dying. You ignored me. Now you want to argue. Oh, I would have lost my mind.
2: And again, we don't know what she does, but she's like, we can figure out how to save the pod together. And it's like, what are you going to do, Emily? Right. Well, we have what to is go. your job down here? Get out of my way so I can. Fi- and, you know, obviously she doesn't end up saving, fixing the pod. But like at that point in time, very good. Like time is such a great argument for her right there. But Kristen Stewart doesn't even waste time arguing. She's just like punch get in the
1: <laughs> get the fucking yeah beautiful and beautiful
4: and it goes back to my statement of the people who had the least amount to lose were determined to make sure that the people that had something to live for did she's like like you still have so much to, such so much to live for like Kristen Stewart's character Nora she was essentially bro- she, Kristen Stewart's character Nora was essentially a broken character from the start like she went down there to get away from her life that she would rather live in the dark than live without uh i think it was her husband that died yeah and the one thing i will give them this there was an alternate ending that left it ambiguous but uh she like during the whole thing like ending sequence where the reactors reactor starting to overload she's char- recharging that pod and she uses her wedding ring to basically fix a connector to to get the computer to work again and just as the the thing explodes, like it was implying that her pod wouldn't have time to escape, but it just fades to white at that point. I felt her story arc completed perfectly by having her make the decision like of like, you know what? Fuck this monster. Fuck this thing. Like you're not getting my friends. I'm taking you with me. Let's light
1: this motherfucker up. Nah man, let her have Emily. Fuck that. There's I hate Emily <laughs> so much, man. I but but then the stuffed rabbit would have died. I don't care. It's okay. She needs to die at all costs. She's up there with white shorts and funny games. She's not quite, <laughs> but she's right in the neighborhood of that son of a bitch. I really didn't like Emily in this damn oh, movie. Wow. I was furious.
4: It, it. She is, again, she's the one character that it really feels they subverted a lot of tropes with her just the fact that she gets away. Because it 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 felt like they were setting her character to die like in the second, if not the final act.
1: She's gonna die eventually. She's gonna have like I don't know, someone will fuck up her coffee at Starbucks and she'll just lose her mind or something. Like who the fuck knows? (laughs) I hate her so much, man. God damn, I hate Emily.
2: So I didn't hate her the way that you did, but man, I it was still very satisfying to see her get (laughs) dagged. That's oh yeah crazy.
1: oh i was so happy Ooh. i was so happy. if someone would have punched white shorts and like that <laughs> oh I'd have been, yeah that, that that's what i wanted it was the
4: perfect way to resolve that conflict at that point like it oh, was like yeah. we yeah. like we don't have time we don't have the time to talk shut, shut the, the, fuck the fuck up fuck here's up. a punch to the here's a punch straight to the nose Get in the pod, you're going home.
2: (laughs) And that's the thing for me. Like, it wasn't even about Emily as a character. It was just about, that's how that situation should be resolved in movies. And it never is. And on the rare instances where, like, I have seen someone resort to punching in that kind of situation, then they waste more time apologizing. Even as Kristen Stewart apologized, she was putting Emily in the pod. And it's like, this is just, she's not wasting any more time with this. And I love it. No, um,
1: she should have just continued to beat her ass and leave her there. That's <laughs> it.
4: The only way it would have been better is if it was the big, the big manly way of she uppercuts her through, like into the door, and the, it shuts, and she gets launched to the surface.
2: <laughs> that is, uh, Mikey. The one other thing I will say about this movie, my one of my favorite ends, and you're gonna get frustrated because I'm gonna bring up Cabin in the Woods. One of yeah, my yeah. favorite uh, subversion-style endings is when someone chooses themselves uh, at a time when they've been building not to. The only thing I would have liked better is if Emily had been like, you get in the pot and Kristen Stewart was just like, okay, and doesn't. Yeah, like, she should have. That 10 out of 10, that would have been as satisfying to me as the punch. <laughs> like She should have. Yeah. It would have made less sense for her character, but I would have loved it.
4: The irony of that situation would be, of all the people left alive at that point of the film, Nora is the only one who may have had a chance of fixing the pod to to escape. Yeah, what the hell was Emily going to do? Nothing. <laughs> no, I Cry
1: while everybody else is doing shit, like she did the whole fucking movie.
4: Yeah. To
2: watch Kristen Stewart get away and then Emily just like stand there looking at the broken pod, and we know and she knows that she's not oh, going to do She knows do
4: damn shit. well. And yeah. she would have never had. She would have never had the thought like. Well, screw it. I'm host. I'm taking this goddamn Leviathan with me. No. no.
1: She stood there and cried. Good. <laughs> she did the whole fucking movie. Allie, did you hate em- em- Emily as well or no?
3: Oh, I hated Emily. Good. <laughs> she was the worst. Um, oh. I don't know if you guys ever played Until Dawn, but there's no. a character named Emily in there that I hate almost <laughs> yes. as much. I do hate that Emily. <laughs> yeah. I hate that Emily more, Ooh. but both Emily's are terrible.
2: Fuck I her. getting the perfect like good end until dawn was one of the beains of my existence because like it's just so satisfying to watch Emily die though. I know
3: you got to stop yourself from shooting her in the head like so many times.
1: <laughs> Don't stop, just do it.
3: Yeah, you're right. Any,
1: uh, any, and Has all there had Emilys been
2: a punch point? Emily option <laughs> until dawn.
1: Oh, I was Every so time. happy, so happy when she got punched. That was fucking gold. So is Emily just? The horror movie equivalent of karen
2: i think maybe so.
1: kind of yeah she did nothing the whole fucking movie but drag okay she dragged that dude all right but this is god she damn. dragged that
3: dude like two miles on the ocean floor yeah but in questionable suits but she was useless
1: on like completely the fact that she got that far is an absolute shame she should have died and she shouldn't even have made it to them should have just died when the thing collapsed at that point like god useless
4: I guess though it should be a pro, a, a plus to the column of the writer and the actor of making you no. hate her that much that she was no she was so useless
2: it also kind of plays into the horror of the situation right because like if you're in a survival situation if you're playing like a survival game obviously you spend resources to make sure that the most useful people survive But in a real-life horror situation like this, fate's gonna take who it's gonna take, you know? Like, you might lose some of your most useful people, like the captain, before you lose someone like Emily, who just has, you know, the dumb luck feature.
4: And to be fair, the captain's death, I get it because it was a useful resource, at least to them at the time, of him going back for the gun. It was like... Yeah, it needed that gun, yeah. Like... I know you want the gun, but did you really have to crawl through that cave to, to go back for it?
1: Yeah, that that was one of the rare moments where it made sense. Because that was a tough crawl, but you really could have used that gun. That gun was very valuable. Didn't pay off, though, turns out. Yeah, bad decision. And
4: that scene, in my, in my opinion, is more impressive because I know I've railed about it in other films that, been discussed on here where it feels like movies these days don't come with any special features Mm -hmm. this is one of those few digital releases that came with like all the special features like the production the design everything and that whole cave scene was like done practical Mm. like they they built it they built it up like they had wire work and whatnot to drag the people through it and whatnot so when the captain and Chris's suit were in there, like in their full suits and everything, like they were in there and there was barely enough room for them to go in. So, I mean, no, the, yeah. that cave scene, D- that cave scene, and <laughs> even in the lighting feels so goddamn tense just because it does
2: respect to Kristen Stewart. Because if you put me in a suit that heavy and we're like, crawl through this thing for a scene, that's when I turn into Emily. And I'm like, no, I'm an actor. I'm not a deep sea diver for a reason.
1: DVD's only nine bucks. I might grab. Well, maybe next week. I did spend a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money on a Killer Clowns Gun.
2: Put it on your mm-hmm. uh, popcorn gun.
4: That, or keep an eye out for like if a Xbox or Amazon has like a like a sale like on their like their Black Friday deals. Yeah. Like yeah. The special features on this are not inconsiderate. Like there's about uh, close to an hour and a half to two hours of special features on this of like the set design and the like all the special effects and wire work that they did. Like it's I'd watch that. Yeah, it's one of those things like I miss from the initial DVD era where they were using them to sell you on all the, you know, the buy DVDs Yeah. Yeah and I feel like getting to see like how they made this movie, especially like the work that they did for doing dry, dry, dry for wet. And, but the few scenes where like the characters were having to go into or out of water, were all done wet for wet as well. So like the whole, like moon, like the whole moon pool scene was a wet for wet scene. And like, they actually had to have submersible suits for that one scene. So, it really does do a lot. And just the way that they filmed it in the effects, I think really did this film in a lot of ways, as far as atmosphere and the environment goes a lot of good. And just like the claustrophobia of like the way they filmed it, where the actual suits didn't have glass for the helmet. It was all open and they just went in with CG afterwards, but going in with like the, wi- like a wide angle lens that close just, made all the scenes like where they were showing the character's face just so much up front and close that it was you kind of got a feel that these people were like as far as the suits go like were in just the most uncomfortable situation they could possibly be in
1: now all right um i don't know if anybody else has anything else maybe we can move into reviews trivia and whatnot
2: yeah i do want to go on record real quick as saying that I feel like I'm mean to Kristen Stewart a lot of the time I actually don't have a problem with her I I know she can act and I think she did a fine job here um I just feel like I'm always watching her and stuff where she's not real great you know but just on record, this is one of the... I, I'm not sure that this is the specific example I would use of her being a good actress, but when I say that she's not bad at acting, uh, this is the kind of thing I'm referring to. Like, she gave a good performance here. It was solid.
4: It was fair. Her performance in this film was great, and everybody, like, even as short as like, some of their performances were, were great. Like, uh, T.J. Miller was good. I thought the... Uh, the other, the other guy from the from the introduction, uh, what was it, Ronaldo or whatever? He was good for his little, little work. Everybody, I felt really, really did a, a bang out performance. Like even Emily, like uh. love, like, <laughs> like like lover. Well, at the very her. least, <laughs> you 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 grew to hate her because of how much of a hindrance
1: she was to the rest of the crew. Morally, and intelligently, I agree with you, but I will not give her any credit. I won't (laughs) publicly. No. I hate her. I hate her too much. I can't do it. Um, all right, Kat, you have uh reviews and whatnot?
2: I have reviews and whatnot. I also have, and I'll let you know now, I have not read it. I have a special underwater statement from Lord Rob Humphrey to read when we do our port noise. He sent in his port noise score for me.
1: So (sighs) okay. Um,
2: but starting as always with ratings, this has a tomato meter uh 48 percent yikes it has an audience score of 60 percent um and as we have seen so many times imdb is in between those two uh on the higher side with a 5.9 out of 10 uh i pulled two reviews for this uh i pulled one i Usually, I try to find a one and a ten. This time, I found a higher score and a lower score, but I'm not going to tell you the exact numbers because we've implemented our guessing game. Um, oh, but yeah. before we move into either one of those, I just want to point out the featured review for IMDb. The title of it is "Well-Crafted B-Movie Fun," what? <laughs> <Huh>? Which <laughs> um, did he watch it? Uh, yeah, he did seem to watch it. It's um. It's a sensible review. It talks about a lot of the things that we've talked about. Um, what it lacks in originality, it makes up for in craft. It looks great, it has fine actors doing good work, nice production design. Uh, Kristen Stewart has the Chopstick movie, even without a stellar story, and it delivers good enough action and tension to make up for its shortcomings. But then the review, again, is titled Well Crafted B Movie Fun. So.
0: The fuck?
2: I'm not sure this guy knows what a B-movie is, but then the fact that that also is the featured review, like 172 people rated this helpful, which has made it the featured IMDb review. So I just wanted to talk about that real quick and ask how you get, ask if we should give this a B-movie port noise.
1: Absolutely not.
4: How's this guy on? I don't feel this is a B-movie, to be honest. Like, no, you know, it's I, not. Like, what, like, when it came out in 2020, like, it was not even, like, close to a B-movie scale, like, of the films that came out around that time. Like
2: IMDb thinks it might be.
1: <laughs> guys on drugs. <laughs> Their opinion's wrong. I know how that sounds, but it's true. His opinion is wrong. It's not a B-movie.
2: 172 people agree.
1: They're entitled to be wrong. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, so here we have our first one. I am not going to tell you the rating. I'm just going to read the review, and you guys can guess. Um, If this is the good review or the bad review, and then if you want to toss a rating, guess in there. You're free to do so um, out of 10 stars. This is called Lovecraftian Popcorn. What the fuck? As a fan of the 2014 film The Signal... I was pretty excited for this. The signal offered a lot of thrills and suspense and a twist ending that leaves you gobsmacked. Underwater did not live up to that same shock value, less build-up or development to make it float much of anywhere above mediocre. Uh, The setting, scenery, and cinematography, uh, and music, however, is great. It is the love child of alien cloverfield a quiet place the abyss soma deep star six hp lovecraft etc but it doesn't carry any weight
1: a lot of people fucking oh (laughs) jeez
2: yeah we've gone kind of back and forth in this one he's he's a bit of a flip-flopper
1: uh i mean granted given what he listed i don't know if that's scientifically possible but i don't know (laughs) like he had to have given this at least an eight right? I'm going to say this guy is maybe on
4: not so much on the negative scale, but he's probably on the medium scale. So I'm going to say he probably
2: rated it a six.
1: All right. Allie, what do you think?
3: Oh, I'm going to say he's hovering around a four.
2: All right. Allie, you and I were on the same page, but he did, in fact, give this a seven out of ten. That was a good review.
1: (laughs) That is weird.
2: That oh, that last God. line, the it doesn't carry any weight, had me yeah. like pretty convinced that he hadn't liked it by the end. Even though he does call it above average, so I was like, okay, he's going in a positive direction. And then he kind of like stepped it way back at the end, <laughs> and I was like, all right, fuck that guy. Here's our other one. You already know uh, it is the the more negative of the reviews, but I will let you guess ratings. This one is entitled "It was just noise."
0: Uh The film
2: jumps in with no backstory, just crash, bang, wallop, noise, 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 shaky camera. It makes the Meg look like Jaws.
1: Wow. What the fuck? What story do you really need? (laughs) Uh, They're trapped in a thing underwater, dude. Like, All right, there you go. Do you need it explained further for some reason?
2: Crash, bang, wallop. (laughs) Noise, (laughs) noise, noise.
1: Uh, He's kind of a fucking idiot, so I I don't know. He probably went with like a two. I'm going to say three,
4: but knowing how people on the internet review things and also somebody who used to have a job that uh, reviews are based on, I'm going to say this was a one.
2: Oh, okay. I'm going to go three. Mikey, you are dead on the money here. Two out (laughs) of ten stars for (laughs) just noise.
1: What an idiot.
4: Jesus Christ. <laughs> Rob's Just not here only. to give a candy bar, candy bar out of the out of the butt cheek. So I'm going to go ahead and give him a blow pop out of the tip.
0: Oh, no.
1: a,
4: blow, uh, he may
2: be...
1: a blow pop out of a what? The, the tip.
2: I think that's. Yeah. a couple... I thought of I heard you right. Before, okay, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. I thought I heard you wrong, but no, I was. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I, hey, I'm not going to steal Rob's gimmick. <laughs> no, I. I i i just i don't want i would never i might want the candy bar out of an ass before that i don't know <laughs> I, I wasn't ready
4: but you don't want to go to the candy shop and lick the lollipop?
1: no <laughs> no not my arrow 50 cents let say the least all right that's it for reviews cat
2: that's it for reviews um i feel like the me- it made the meg look like jaws is harsh
1: yeah motherfucker all right um so does anyone have trivia? I know there's been talks of trivia.
3: I do have some trivia. Chris did um, go over a lot of it, but I do still have some. Okay. Uh, let's see. Most of it's about the rabbit. I'm gonna be honest. Oh, my God. <laughs> Favorite actor in the movie. Um, like Chris said, originally the bunny was supposed to be real Um, <laughs> for the duration of the film. But uh, when they first started shooting, they swapped in the doll for safety reasons, for an increasing number of shots. And they never told T.J. Miller they weren't going to use a live one in the end. So (laughs) he was treating the doll with visible reverence, believing it was only a stand-in. And the film would actually show him holding a real rabbit.
1: (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) hysterical.
2: That is really funny. (laughs)
1: This <laughs> guy must have been pissed at the end These guys are looking <laughs> looking like a fucking
3: idiot they said they're not sure if that made Paul seem more human or more pathological in the film
1: all right
3: but if you look closely at a minute and twenty four minutes in when they're putting um i forget the guy's name the one guy in the escape pod at the end um there's actually a real rabbit on his lap for that oh, shot
4: shit. <laughs> they left in the the real rabbit in the last scene which the first time I saw the film, I saw that. I'm like, wait, what? And then I, when I went and watched the the deleted scenes, which included all the rabbit cuts. Like, the rabbit cuts. <laughs> <laughs> there was a rabbit cut of the film.
1: That's <laughs> what so we all watch horror movies for, the rabbit cuts.
3: Yeah. Uh, little Paul, Paul Stuff Bunny, Paul. <laughs> in the Blu-ray special features, has a montage of clips featuring scenes with the live bunny version. <laughs> Which is great. Aww.
4: Like when uh, when Nora at, at the Midway Station is recovering after uh, surviving the attack with the cleaner on the godlight. Like, yeah, she's on there and she's whipping out the map. And then as she's looking around, like the
1: rabbit's just on the table with her. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I'd have been so mad if they had a real bunny in here. That would make no goddamn sense. <laughs> well, especially since
4: they were like, lose the pants. So they won't fit in the suit. Like, you're going to fit a whole ass rabbit in there? <laughs>
1: right. Like, how the hell are you going to carry a rabbit around? And they poop like crazy. Not practical.
3: Uh, the spider in the sink at the in the opening scene of the movie where she's brushing her teeth was supposed to originally be a moth, but they thought the moth might have been a little too Guillermo del Toro. Uh-huh. And it was supposed to be foreshadowing for the theme of the film and to instantly get you on Nora's side for the rest of the film. Saving the spider. Uh...
2: You know how I'm always like save these spiders that are going to live (laughs) underwater in my submarine
3: would have been better if it was a moth
2: honestly it might have been better if it was a (laughs) moth
4: well to be fair at least it was at least it was a daddy long legs like oh
3: it's not a creepy spider
4: as far as spiders go like the only the only one that's that's more friendly and cuddly than that would be the would have been if it was a peacock spider and that would have made no sense
2: yeah, I I guess that's true.
4: You could have be- believed you could have believed that daddy longlegs maybe could have snuck down in some supply crates.
2: But how much how how practical is it for daddy longlegs to survive down
3: there? I said, what's kill he gonna it? eat? I thought it was weird that it was there. I mean, if there's food, if people are eating, they're gonna find like little morsels and stuff. Like they'll be fine.
1: Oh yeah, they'll live. Especially one of them will give birth or something. You have like fucking a ton of them. I, I said, as soon as I seen it, I was like, kill it. Get the fuck out <laughs> I hate. And, you know, it's it's a, a, a really interesting. I know we're, we're starting to wrap up but really quick. One of my big things about this movie that I forgot about, and it's a life thing in general, my moment with that spider, and I'm sure a lot of people instantly just fucking kill it. That thing that they, that little baby creature thing that they found, the first creature they seen, they brought it in, kill it. Mm-hmm. You smash it <laughs> until it don't move. I would have never been in that thing without smashing it with that fucking thing. But as humans, with a lot of things, we're so quick to kill it. And we are always shocked why other creatures are so quick to kill us. You know, like, it's the well, same Oh, I'm not concept. shocked
2: why things are quick to kill us. I get it.
1: <laughs> no, he like, he like sometimes you sit there and wonder why. It's like, damn, man, I just want to cuddle with a fucking tiger. Like, why they got to be so mean? Because they don't know. They're like, what the fuck is that thing? Kill it. Like, I mean, yeah, it's fair. It's a shame, too. Yeah, I'd have killed the shit out of that spider. I don't care.
2: Also, I w- I would not. I'm trying to get better about killing spiders, but sometimes they are one of those things that make my fight or flight response kick in. And if one sneaks up on me, I'm killing the shit out of it. And daddy long legs, I know that I know, I know that they're friendly. I get it. Uh, people tell me this all the time because this is not the first time I've gotten into this discussion. They're creepier than normal spiders. Oh yeah, so, like they're spooky.
1: Yeah. I'll kill the shit out of them. I don't care.
2: I- if it snuck up on me, I probably would have killed it.
4: <laughs> They're definitely a spider that would definitely trigger the arachnid response. Where oh, it's yeah. like, like, Oh no, this thing, this thing shouldn't be kill it, kill it with fire. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's it's not like, it's not like the peacock spider where it at least has a little bit of a body and, you know, fuzzy and kind of yeah. looks cute. Like uh, a daddy long legs is just legs and a tiny body. And it's, huh. they all die. It, it It's, it's definitely, it's definitely one of those things that, compared to most other creatures on the planet, they they look alien.
2: No, no in alien. my defense, I have one living in my bathroom right now and I've been doing a great job not freaking out and killing it. I haven't moved him yet cuz he's higher up than I can reach, but I know he's the like I'm doing better.
1: Okay, you kill him.
2: I'm make, I'm not going to kill him. I'm going to wait until <laughs> I'm going to wait until he gets lower down and I'm going to try to move him outside.
4: You 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 say that, Mikey. You don't live like w- in a house where maybe like a uh, little fruit flies or whatnot are in there and you can't get rid of them. Like, no, that daddy long legs, like in the right situation is going to put in fucking work for you. It's like, I don't care. He's your, own, he's your own, he's your own personal exterminator. Also, care. that
2: being said, uh, I have not killed him for like three days and I do still have fruit flies in my room. So what the fuck is he do? <laughs> not shit.
1: Not shit. Living there for not paying a goddamn bill. That's what he's doing. <laughs> what about that spider. I don't like bugs. I will kill the shit out of any bug. Um, Alright, is that if Allie for
3: trivia? Yeah, that's pretty much it. we covered the rest of it already. Hey bunny. i sorry.
4: Trivia. I'm sorry
1: for stealing all your
4: bunny trivia, Allie. That's okay. It was it was just relevant to TJ. It
3: was.
1: <laughs> Allie's a lot nicer about it than Rob is. <laughs> Rob yell at a motherfucker, I forbid. Uh for funsies though, real quick. Uh this movie had, goddamn, a budget between fifty and eighty million. And it only grows forty million worldwide, so Oof. no boy well, it was pandemic too, and like I mentioned earlier, like they were
4: filming entirely out of an, a lowe's that closed down.
3: They got in there before spirit Halloween did <laughs> yeah
4: they beat, they beat, they, beat, they beat spirit to it and uh they set up like a heated water tank even so that way they can pump comfortably a temperatured water for the cast to at least be in oh, that's nice, they use their budget to build. Almost all the film, outside of like some of the creature effects, was a lot of practical effects. So, I mean, they used their budget in this film for like the sets, the costumes, everything.
1: Sets so were great, yeah. Well, wow. all right, we got Portland with this some bitch. I can go first if you guys would like. Would anybody like to go first?
2: I'm assuming I read Rob's last.
1: Oh shit! No, get, no, let's read his. I forgot. Or about do we his. get it out of the way? Please, Cat. I that son of a bitch. There's no way he can make me mad on this, right? Like, I don't care about the movie enough.
2: I don't think he can make you mad unless you're like really super secretly invested in this or are gunning for slasher radio approval one way or the other.
1: No, but it's Rob, though, you know, that's my thing, so I never know.
2: (laughs) Okay, I take it back, he's gonna make you mad. Uh, the, the opening line of this is a statement. From the desk of Lord Humphrey, <laughs> R.E. Underwater.
1: Where? where? Where is this professionalism during the fucking show? Where? Yeah. He, he's only
4: this professional when he's bearing the hookers that he lost at a fish concert.
1: Yeah. On the <laughs> show, we get this. And where are my balls? That's what we get from Rob. Now we get the desk of what, our, what
2: was it? A statement from the desk of Lord Humphrey, R.E. Underwater.
1: R.E. Underwater.
2: Rob, stop. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't have a lot of thoughts about underwater, but it is important to note that at one point Tony Danza was a partner in Oliva Dairy, promoted (laughs) America's (laughs) oldest cheese shop on Grand Street in Little Italy section of Manhattan. Uh,
1: (laughs) That
4: motherfucker.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that took the words right out of my mouth. Motherfucker. Rob. Really?
2: The only other time I have seen Underwater was in the theater. I remember leaving and thinking it was a fun movie. Nothing spectacular, but a good time. As usual, I was 100% correct. This is a good movie that drops you right in the middle of the action and keeps going. I won't remember anything about this film in six months, except that it's an easy watch. Sometimes that's all you need a movie to be. I give Underwater a 6.7.
1: 6.7? Wow. Okay. Okay. Wow.
2: Honestly, this is a good place to transition, I think, into my own Portnoy. I didn't give it quite a 6.7, uh, but I'm really close. And for some of the same reasons, I, I had a couple complaints with Underwater. I do think it did some things really well. I think the performances were good. The creature design was excellent. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 6.5. And it lost points because mm. I also have already seen this and did not remember when we were voting. Um, even though the crazy thing is because when I saw the list of movies, I was like, underwater is that one with Kristen Stewart, right? Because I had seen the trailer and I looked it up and like, I was on the page when I voted for it and could not remember that it was something I already had seen until I put it on. And then I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so it, it did lose some points there. But, uh, I, I think it's solid.
1: Fair, fair. Um it lost me a little in the end it really truly did uh like i said earlier i'm a sucker for underwater stuff i really was bummed out we didn't get like fucked up whales and sharks and fucking you know weird squid creatures and shit that would have been really fucking cool but it 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 was a creepy fucking movie like again if you could put yourself in that world it is uneasy As shit, and the practical effects stood out. Uh, I I did notice that little cave thing with the gun. I was like, damn man, that, you know, like just looking at it, like it looked creepy as shit. And you know, like that that goes. They had a lot of shit they did with CGI and whatever, but you know, they they did their thing. In a movie like this, you're not going to be able to avoid CGI, so I, I you can't get mad at it. The practical effects, they didn't have to do what they did, as far as they did, and you know, I appreciate that. I'm gonna sit this one at uh seven point one. I was gonna go two. I don't think I can quite give it a two. I I'll give it a seven point one. If they would have had some cre like real ocean uh, aquatic creatures, oh this this would have lived at a mid eight, but they didn't. So uh there you have it. Chris uh Allie, either one of you wanna
3: go next? Uh I can go next. Okay. It was a fun movie to watch. That's a good way to describe it. Um, Mm -hmm. The atmosphere was great. The acting was good. Um, I was let down by the actual creatures. Not that they didn't look good, but they weren't what I thought they should be. Okay. But it was still a good movie. Um, I'm sitting at 6.6
1: wow we are all in the same fucking neighborhood here chris this, this was your you put this one up this was your pick where are you at with it when this movie first came out
4: i originally had this as my movie of 2020 this was my wow. favorite film of that year and looking back i still think it like for the for that year it still ranks at that level but you know, much like Kat has said, like in the past, like maybe a little bit of rewatch decay hits a, hit a little. So I looked at it more of less as something I'm watching to have fun with and now watching it more as something to review. Mm-hmm. It still ranks really high like this film, much like a, I know you won't like it, but much like Feast, it does one of my favorite oh, things God. where what? well, bear with me here. Right. it does one of my favorite things where right off the bat it doesn't waste any time getting into the film it drops you right into the, the scenario it doesn't need an hour of exposition to set yes, up yeah. the story
2: it's just noise you could say
4: yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to pick an anti-cat pick now I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm still I would have rated it higher on first watch but even still I'm still going to go with a 7.5 now
1: yeah, that, that's fair no, I'm not mad at the score. We're, we're we're right in the neighborhood. Yeah,
2: I was. This is the closest portnoying we've had with guests. Like Absolutely. we are all within one point of each other. I think.
4: I would also like to point out this may be the first movie that I've done where Mikey has gone over a five.
2: Oh wow!
1: I mean,
4: that
2: might be true.
1: To be fair, no, that can't be true. Let me. That might be true, but I, I don't. <laughs> I feel like it's not. What was your Bell Cove score? Uh, that was a 4.1. I'm skimming through now. Uh, no, no, I, I mean... Guess, I guess Hatchet might be the highest. Oh, yeah. I, we didn't port way Hatchet, but yeah, that would have definitely been... Yeah. Feast 3. Oh, that was Greg. I can't even blame that on you. Although, <laughs> um, you didn't do Slither. Psycho Gorman, I gave a 5.2. Uh, Event Horizon was you too, wasn't it, Chris? Yes. Yeah, I gave that one a six point two. Was probably on the low end of that. Also,
2: so the higher you gave Event Horizon, God damn it, Mikey! it's,
1: just, it's a space movie, man. That's uh, that's not my cup of tea. All
4: right. I I, I just happened to tickle Mikey's uh, fun bone on this one.
1: <laughs> well, on the note of you tickling my bone, I don't know if we could top that for the <laughs> night. I owe you ten bucks now. Right? I think. <laughs> um. All right. So follow the show at slash radio on twitter next week i'm brian g barry on talk about house shark
2: House
1: shark uh yeah, mikey
2: loves <laughs> underwater stuff
1: <Right> here. <laughs> did
2: say today that he loves underwater the shark in the water is in a house <laughs>
3: <laughs> God, shark man. Movies.
2: that's all we heard
1: uh, you heard what you wanted to hear
4: <laughs> what if we combine the two and we go with the deep house
2: oh the deep Ooh. house shark i think that oh god
1: damn it no uh after that hold on pop up my handy dandy schedule oh shit after that's my birthday pick. Uh (laughs) uh-oh and uh that might be a mikey's really drunk night i don't know how this is gonna go but uh yeah so it's my birthday pick. i honestly i still have no fucking clue what i'm doing
2: you know what you should do is you should pick one of Rob's favorite movies before you get really drunk and then just only talk about sex tapes.
1: <laughs> oh, cat, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> eh, but he would talk <laughs> about them with me. Like it wouldn't even bother him. <laughs> that would be funny though. Uh yeah, so my my birthday picks next week. Patreon pick after that. And uh make sure you check out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash slash radio. Uh, we have the list of the second half of the 85 scariest movies, according to Esquire. The second part of that's coming out, This or is out already, by the time this is out. Extra show every week, Easter egg content, all kinds of shit on there. Make sure you go check that out. I'm at Mikey's Dad. Also, I'm able to announce that... I'm looking at the schedule again. After this episode comes out, you'll also be able to listen to... Another show that Allie and I are starting called Cult FM. Oh. Yeah. So that'll be out wherever you're listening to this shit. You can follow it at Cult FM Pod. It is going to be a horror movie based. Well, horror, based, horror genre based. Movies, gaming, all that stuff. We've been banging our head against the wall about this for like a <laughs> motherfucker for quite some time. And... I feel we have a really dope fucking concept and project out, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun, even though I uh, will have to deal with little Miss Huge Clown Penis on a daily basis.
3: Huge Clown Penis.
4: As somebody he- who has way too many podcasts about cults, I look forward to adding another.
1: It's not about cults. We just thought that was a cool name, but, it, you know, it, it will be shtick heavy. So there will be, it, it's not a cult, Chris. That's number not a one cult. Ghost. It's not a cult. You know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Colts don't exist. Well,
4: until until you all start moving onto a compound, and then you start passing out flavor aid.
1: It's not flavor Orange soda is what orange we drink. Soda. Orange soda.
0: Oh,
1: no. All right. Uh, so yeah, check that out at uh, cult, uh at Cult FM Pod on Twitter. We appreciate the follows that we got because you know, obviously he's doing all that stuff. So, uh, oh, I got like eleven so far. Thank you, everybody. And uh, Allie, where are they finding you?
3: at Ali Surreal on Twitter or uh also you can find me on Twitch twitch.tv slash Ali Surreal if you're into Dead by Daylight for some reason. Got that going. Wow.
1: <laughs>
3: is a wonderful company. It is.
1: Yeah come help me bother her at Ali Surreal on
4: Twitch. It's a good time. Get up those viewer credits for the jump scare p- bonus.
1: I dude that that's all I do is farm <laughs> I farm my points and jump scare. That's all I do. I got one on deck, too. I'm waiting.
3: I'll turn it off.
1: <laughs> Don't you dare. I earned those fucking points. Uh, Chris, where are they finding you? You can find me on Twitter.
4: If you really hate yourself, uh, <laughs> you can follow me there uh, as IRChris. It's mostly just shit posting and picking on a slasher a radio, so you can come join the fun, I guess. And every now and then, I ask you for the purple thing. Always the purple thing, as long as it's allowed. Just, even even that even then even then I might have to start competing with Greg on with fans on Twitter if compared to his TikTok fans.
1: Every it's really true. Every now and then I'll just at Chris and be like, "Hey, you send that purple thing real quick
3: <laughs> on demand."
1: Yeah, I mean I know he's got it on. It's probably his wallpaper on your phone at this point, man. Right? <laughs> uh, no, it's a cocaine. It's the cocaine
4: cubs on a. The lock Aww. screen and it's uh, the slasher possum for my regular home
1: screen. Oh, prez, come on, really?
4: <laughs> yes.
1: God damn it, why? <laughs> Amazing.
4: Because I need my slasher slashy award.
2: <laughs> oh.
1: God damn it, though. It has to be the possum out of all the things. <laughs> if I only had my award.
2: Getting punished for Rob's.
0: <laughs> yeah, I here. Why?
1: Why does <laughs> Rob keep fucking <laughs> up and I keep taking it in the ass? Why? Fuck you got that sweet ass That's fair. you also follow rob at radio rob 123 if you do if you go and do that make sure you tell him i said he's a butthole (laughs) uh
2: you can find the other show that i do with rob humphrey uh wherever you're listening to slasher radio if google quits hating us i guess uh the nick f and woo cage cast uh you can also check me out on twitter uh at cat underscore velour v-o-l-e-u-r you can check out my website cavalor.com where i have a book available for pre-order it's only available for pre-order for two more weeks it's at a slightly cheaper price point and comes signed if you get it uh, before august 1st so do that
1: yes and make sure you use the velocipasta promo code <laughs> on checkout <laughs> yeah you get my score of Velocipastor 0.0 dollars off Yes. the <laughs> yes, promo code. I wish I could get a signed copy, but Mikey banned me.
2: I didn't ban. I wish you could too. Uh,
1: and, and that's it next week. Uh, we'll be back next week, guys, with House Shark. And I have to piss enough to reenact this movie. So uh, good night from Slasher <laughs> Radio. <laughs> I really do have to pee, guys. I have to go. All right.
0: bye, guys.
1: <laughs> All the best with Slasher Radio podcast.